Welcome to our 69th Amuna class. We are here live, thank God, on Instagram live as well as going live tonight, MunaLive.com on all our platforms. We thank again for Diane Algrad who made it this week. Thank God we missed a very important class, but the Rav, thank God, was after Pesach, as they say, Noch Pesach, a little bit of a different matzav, yeah? Yes. So <laughs> a little bit interesting with all the busyness of being a Rav, you know, it's something that I thank Hashem, I don't have such responsibilities, and we appreciate it very much. But just so you should know, yeah. one of my Rabbonim said, you've got to make a special brocha every day, Baruch Hashem, blessed be Hashem for not making me a rabbi. Shalom, sunny rabbi, yes. yes. So. <laughs> so thank God, even though people here sometimes call me a rabbi. The midnight rabbi. Yeah, I'd rather be that than yes. the the uh, the dying rabbi who uh. has the paskin. It's a big schuss, also a big merit, and it gives you a, a big, big opportunity to be machazik and help Amisrael guide them, especially 2022 in such a time in the soulful spirit days that we're in. And we have a guest sitting next to me, an awesome, awesome guest, DJ Hudakris. Thank also you. known as Yehuda Castell. You don't mind me yeah. use both names? Both names of work. Yeah, yeah, great. We yeah. want to make sure we get the full intro. He literally just ran in all the way from Ramat Beit Shemesh. Yeah. yeah. And thank God he's newly married. We wish him a big, sure. big mazel tov. Thank you. We're dedicating the 69th Amunah class to the success of all our special guests, especially DJ Hudakris, a.k.a. Yehuda Castell. Mazel tov on the recent wedding. Also to the Gersey family who you married into, a good friend of ours. He was a thought of coming today and Minister Mayim. We had his son-in-law, Baruch Hashem, join us, uh, Rav Yehuda himself. Elevation to the soul of Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Lahabda Ben Chaim Lachaim. We're always having him in mind, and I'm sure um, he's having us in mind in Shemayim right now. Soulful guests, we welcome all our guests to the Holy Land online to Eretz Yisrael with so many inspired followers. It's growing. Our, our classes, David Emanuel's class was awesome last week. Another member of the team from Listen Black, Baruch Hashem, you taught of him. Well, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. our driver, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, see, he I was mean, one of the guys out there, last week's <laughs> guest, spoke very beautifully, and we got amazing feedback, but we're very excited to have a big part of the team of DJ Udacris. We welcome all our guests to the Holy Land generally, and we hope to be rid of corona and all forms of illness and everything, mm -hmm. and everyone to have a full shlema, specifically Rav Shalom Oresh, uh, Shlita, who is in Morocco, who's thinking of us, praying for us, and you can check out some of the beautiful videos we got from him by Rabbi Pinto, and all the Heiliger Kavarim, Makomas, Kadoshim over there, and also making Havdala. We just posted beautiful videos. And also to Hila Rivka Bas Mashafurishlema, Hana Bas Frida. And we hope, hope, and pray my parents will be here, which is an important announcement because I hope to bring my father to the class. Oh. It'll be a nice. very interesting guest, someone who's starred on a lot of shows like uh, Shopping Channels and WWE and many different things. It'll be an interesting personality. To bring here, let's see if you, if we're able to, to make that happen. Anyway, these classes are for the elevation to the pure soul of Gedalia Sanya Ahmadunaba Gedalia. And as you can see, we were in Ami magazine this week. Yes. I don't know if they can do a close up. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but you can check it out on our platform. There's a picture of the Rav, Rav Oresh, and Rav Dain Elgod and Gedalia in the middle. And it's very exciting to see that we featured there as part of Gedalia's business lunch break article as well as a beautiful picture of the Rav with Gedalia which actually both these pictures I took so I have a merit even though I wasn't given that credit but we'll be mochul yes <laughs> I'm, I'm very good at mochul on this point I've mochul so many times I'm not getting credit that I'm sure it's building a beautiful Ganadin for all the all of the Goldsmith family anyway we appreciate your dedication to our Muna class to the Rav's teachings good week good Chodeshia yes Rosh Chodeshia today healthy 
energized spring, Ani Hashem Refecha, summer days, Sphere with Amuna, sharing Amuna global. And most importantly, today we're going to discuss, thanks for Dine Our God's guidance, Ben Odom Lechavero, which is perfectly tuned in because we have a loving everyone unconditionally booklet. And also, of course, shouldn't forget the general books of Garden of Amuna. But we are with a member of the Avis Israel gang from Fisher's Yeshiva. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, it's known for its Avis Israel, tremendous love of all kinds of Jews. And they're bringing close a lot of Jews back to Eretz Israel, back to the Holy Land, and helping them come close to Hashem, thanks to Rabbi Fisher himself and all his staff. And you never know, I might make a visit myself soon. We'll see. Amen, amen. Does anyone know the song of Mr. Of this song, Mr. Benz, thank you very much for very inspiring. The song, this is our feedback. The song info is in the description from YouTube about the Baba Sali, a Moroccan Sadiq, Mamuna Vid or Ravosh. Yes, this was the Mamuna Vid video, excuse me, I abbreviated video of the Rav after Motsi Yomtiv, after Pesach. And we had a song of the Sadiq, um, it was taken from an, a song about the Baba Sali. And it still sang on the video about the Bible. So the people were asking, who is this song? It's amazing. Do you know the song from that they posted? I can play it. No. You can put it on. Yeah, the DJ had his gear, he just like blasted out. <laughs> yeah, so it's, in, it's on all our different platforms. A beautiful Motsi Yomta video. I wasn't preparing to do this. What so. is this? Is it Ofa Ishkona? Yeah, I think so. Oh, Ofa Ishkona is a beautiful no, song written by the Baba Sali about yearning for the Shekhinah and for redemption and for Mashiach to come. Okay, we'll so get to the song. Special and beautiful song. I'll play it in a minute once uh, I'm no longer the focus. Zula Iko wrote, Shalom from Portugal. Someone else, Ramos, Shalom from Colombia. We got, remember, this is a global class. I'm not trying to make you feel nervous, but one inspiring personal story. Rabbi Golson, also, thank you for sharing part of your journey as well. That was about David Emmanuel. It was amazing content. People wrote underneath a lot of good feedback. Last week's class, even though we did miss, miss Rav Dinogod. Shalom Rabino, Shalom Rav Orish, Tadaraba for showing your beautiful videos, our precious pearls for us. Thank you, Rabbi, and all these images. Thank you, Rav Shalom Orish, for sharing. Hashem bless. We've got many of these kinds of, too many to even print here. And also, someone wrote lovely vids and messages from Yonatan Balayash. We posted his classes again. Awesome stuff. And yes, someone get those books to Will Smith. Yes. And J Jade Pinkett. Yeah. Smith. But seriously, Will Smith is in India right now trying to see a yogi. Imagine if he found a Rebbe instead. He's definitely doing some soul searching. Okay. So anyone want to go out to India or wherever Will Smith is located right now? Or like we made a joke last week, maybe I think uh, Jade Pinkett Smith needs it more. So either way, let's get them the Garden of Muna books. Thank you, Hashem, for everything you give us, all our team, the MC, Rev Dain Algod, the whole team over there to translate all the classes. I mean, he has to translate me, the Rav Bokhshem, you know, my English to real English. Is that correct? I'd prefer to refrain from asking that <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, well, well, we want to be a little bit risque, you know, people would need to feel like... Your you know, English is perfect, Elliot. Oh, okay. thank you. I did go to John Lyons on Harold Hill. So should have learned something there. Thank God for these classes. And now let's go to our guests, Great Energy. We'd ask him to sing, but we didn't bring his DJ decks, did we? Don't want to hear me sing. Okay. <laughs> the DJ decks are not here, but we're going to post, hopefully, at the end of the video, some of his uh, mix of Uman and Rosh Hashanah and other great things. We'll have a look around, see what we can put up on the end of the class. Um, that will be for those who um, are not so worried about the Sphere of Days. Like, thank God we do have a header from the Rav. That music here. On this class, absolutely. Okay, yes. amazing. Since so, it's for our Fatsa and family Mishroel. And for those who are Mahmeh, you just 
don't watch the last four or five minutes or whatever. Very good. We made it easy for everyone. We're not forcing it upon anybody. And the music at the beginning doesn't count, does it? No. See that? The blessing of having a rubber. <laughs> okay, so I think we should, since we're, we're skipping the music just at this point, we'll go to Rav Dianalgo since we missed him last week and then we'll introduce our guests more. Okay, but no, but before we start, can I ask a question? Yes, please. Yes. I'd like to hear because this is fascinating. Okay. You're a DJ, right? Yes. You're a Hasidish Yes. How does a Hasidish become a DJ? It's fascinating. I mean, how does that happen? So there's many, there's many answers, I guess I could say. Um, but the one I'll stick with is my upbringing. I grew up in Milwaukee and Riptorsky, Shlita's uh, oh. Kahila. Um, and our family's Baruch Hashem a very close kasher and that's the environment that I grew up in my father was always you know the chassidus the Torshki chassidus is very open minded and very you know like uh, the, the Rebbe's brother Rebbe Dr. Torshki Allah was uh, you know a doctor in, in various things went to university for years and practicing one of the know, most famous world experts exactly. for addictions right right yeah he started he, he really you know made it a uh, acceptable in the in the jewish world to go to rehab and to you know find yourself in that way um so i was surrounded by you know the possibility to explore and uh and i always had a connection from to music my family's very musical and this this specific uh type of music i, I was drawn to and uh I was a bored high school bucker and <laughs> i was like uh, i decided i would uh, pick up on djing so I did, and you know there was something there, and uh, people were drawn to it. I was drawn to it, and it's uh, yeah, it's beautiful to be able to have that connection with music and with people. I know that Rabbi Tversky always speaks about taking the different tools that this world has to offer, and to combine them with Yiddishkeit to make them part right. of Yiddishkeit. Right, definitely. Yeah, it's it's. I'm saying it's brought down in, in everywhere. It's it's, it's uh, uh, from Marashiva. He's brought it out out of the Nisiel Sharm. Um, I don't know the exact quote, but he said, like, you know, Hashem created Gashmias for us to enjoy. It's not like we're not supposed to enjoy it. And there's ways to enjoy it, you know. And Translating physicality. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's and the secret is to funnel it yeah. in the correct direction. In the correct direction, right. And, um, yeah, you know, you could go to the beach and, and, and it could be a mitzvah to go to the beach. You know, if it's going to uplift you and help you, help you go, you know, go daven better or learn better. And in that exact moment, it's a mitzvah for you to go to the beach or, you know, go DJ or whatever it is. And um, and it helps people, too, because, you know, a lot of people I deal with um, are people that aren't so connected and they connect to music. And, you know, it's better that they're with me. And when you funnel the music in a yeah. Jewish and a kosher way, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. It gives them the ability to to be able to listen channel, to yeah, the channel it. Yeah. And one of my favorite compliments I ever got someone some every time I do a, a I work for High Lifeline. It's an organization that helps kids with cancer. Um, so there's one specific in, an individual in the in the organization who every time I do an event, they come up to me and they say, It's incredible that you can do something Jewish with this. And it, and, it, and it, yeah, wow. and it's uh it's very powerful every time I hear that. It's like it's machazic me to continue and uh it's, yeah, it's beautiful that Baruch uh, Shama could uh, help people in that way. Look, as DJ, I know this is like way below your pay grade and talents, but this is the video. You want to press the on it and then we can... The Mamuna one? Yeah. This one, right? That's it. Here's the DJ. He's on there. Drop the beat. 
He dropped it. This is the song. Do you remember this one? <laughs> Greatest hits. I mean, I'm not so familiar, but the people underneath were very excited. There's the rub sitting there. No, no. Oh, this no. This is a song. Yeah. This was a, this was a song that was written after Baba Sali passed away in the honor of the Baba Sali. Rabbi Israel Abuchatzira, who was one of the most the holiest rabbis who lived in Eretz Yisrael, he used to live in the city of Netivot down south. Very, very holy rabbi. So this was a song written about him after after he passed away. Okay, that makes sense because it was uh, you know uh, the rabbi was Baba Sali was from Morocco also. Baba so. Sali was from Morocco. And Not only was, was Baba Sali from Morocco. Babasali's family, a Bukhatsera family, yeah. were the rabbis of the district wow. where Arush was born. Wow, wow, wow. So in other words, these are the rabbonim of his family. So it's very appropriate that we had that song and video I posted, Motsi Yomtov, and we know Muna is a big minhag for the Moroccans. Have you been to her? Yes, of course. I think the rav was in the video. I think I saw the rav walking. Could be, yeah, I walked, of course. I went. I Get went a to blessing. Why did I know about it? What? I didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, and you should know also, the yeah. Rav's birthday is on the Mimuna. Oh, wow. The Rav himself was born. Well, this year it wasn't yeah. exactly, because this year yeah. the Mimuna was pushed off one day. Uh, the Rav was born in Isru Chag Pesach. Wow. Yes. Eighth day of Pesach. Yes. And this, Savina's birthday. And, yeah. this, and this year, the Rav turned 70. Wow. wow. Yes. And he, how was, how's the Rav doing? Because uh, I Baruch had the merit to see him in person. I see the videos. But... Baruch Hashem, the Rav is feeling much, much better. Much better. Yeah, I mean, he looks great in Morocco. Like yes, he's yes. Alive, yeah. He's enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah, yes. Sure. See, that's the simple of Siddiquim. They enjoy being by other Siddiquim, by Kavarim, praying, davening, learning. I think also we need to go to a tour back to England. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy England. Slightly different rule. It's a bit you know? very different. And there's, uh, there, there are, are Kavarim there. There's 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 there are Siddiquim there. Yes, there's the shots are over there. Yeah, there are. the shots. Yeah. I was getting carried away there all the time. Um, okay, so good. So let's go to our first question, which hopefully will tie into just what we were asking. Um, when do you think, and I keep asking this, it's annoying. When is Rav Orish coming back to the class in person? Everyone wants to get a brocha or wants to talk to the Rav or have him. Is there any update on this? Anything we can do to move this forward? It's feelers or... First of all, prayer is the best thing that you can all do. Always, you can always pray for the Rav, Rav Shalom Ben Yamna, and pray for him to feel better and to become completely healthy. Currently, for the time being, the Rav is on a break. I think he's actually enjoying his break, <laughs> though he is very much wanting to come back and to give Shurim. When we pray that it will be as soon as possible and that you won't have to suffer me instead of him. No, we love the Rav. Until then, of course, you've, of course, you've got to say that because that is your job. No, no, no. He didn't just post the Rav, he posted both of you. So. Yes, because he didn't have a choice. He couldn't cut the picture in the middle. It didn't look good. So he that's why he did it. He with Dino, but also, <laughs> no. I hope you'll get to meet him soon as well. Oh, I met. We, we really yeah. pray and hope that the Rav is going to become much stronger and healthy and come back as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then any words about the situation in the Holy Land with security and acts of terror around the world, known Jewish centers, and including Uman Rosh Hashanah. We have a great mix from DJ Hudakris of Uman Rosh Hashanah. So what's, what's, what's the uh, latest if the, uh, from, from a Torah point of view? Sfer Saoma is always a time, always a time through Pesach, and through Sfer Saoma is a time where with a great joy and with a great look towards the final redemption, there are always difficulties that come around. It's a time which in the books of Kabbalah is called a time of din, time of judgment. So it's always a bit more of a precarious time. We've got to be more careful. But Baruch Hashem, for people who are looking on the outside and seeing everything that's happened, it seems 
terrifying. We who live here in Eretz Yisrael, we do have different things that are happening that are very bothering and disturbing, but life is continuing. And these things are reminded us, we need to pray. We need to pray for Am Yisrael. We need to pray for Eretz Yisrael. We need to pray for redemption. We need to pray that the whole world will come under the rule and the regime of the Messiah and everyone will live together in peace as it is written in the book of Isaiah. And it just comes to remind us, don't stop praying. Don't feel too calm and relaxed where you are. But on the other hand, don't get all petrified and worried. That's not what the Torah wants. Amen. We want peace. Peace on earth. Peace in the Holy Land. And hopefully Uman Rosh Hashanah. Hopefully we want peace between the Russians and the Ukrainians. We yeah. want to go to Uman Rosh Hashanah, be with the Rebbe as the Rebbe, as the Rebbe commanded and the Rebbe told us. That's what we want. You've been? I've not been. I've not been Zeicha. You made a mix. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a to, you know, there's the concept yeah. of having a kibbutz. Oh. And so, Yeshiva, it's like Uman and, and Fishers. Very <laughs> so, nice. The whole year? <laughs> the whole year is like whole Uman, year. right? <laughs> <laughs> Like specifically Rosh Hashanah, it's very special over there. Rosh Hashanah. We used to go to the old city before Corona. We'd all go to the old city, to Diaspora. Wow. And the Holy Shiva would go there, all the Rebbeim would come, it would be beautiful. In the good old the days, huh? In the good old days, exactly. Hopefully we'll make these Rosh days Rosh good too. Yeah. Oh man, oh man. These days are wonderful. We're in good times, we're in wonderful times. We would just, we just want them to become better. That's it. Okay, another question to the Rav, just Halakhidik, and we'll, we are going to get more to our guest again as well. Haircuts, simchot, and music during Sphere. We already mentioned a bit about the music, but haircuts not so much, and simchot. The Shulchan Aruch paskins in Orchaim in chapter 493 that we have, in these times, we have different customs of mourning because of an upsetting event that happened. We're going to be speaking about this in the continuation of the Shir, but one of the things, one of the ramifications of these halachas is that we refrain from doing simchot in these times until Lag Ba'omer, don't worry, we're not that far away. We're already on the 15th day of the Omer. It's true. Exactly. So Lagba Omer, we're talking here in about 18 more days. Yeah. For another 18 more days, we need to concentrate. We're going to speak about this in this year on how to treat our fellow men, how to behave towards other people. So we'll push off the simchas. Okay, good. Until Lagba Omer. Oh, Hashem. And the haircuts? Haircuts is the same thing. There are different customs about haircuts. When do the 33 days start from? But the common custom, at least here in Eretz Yisrael, is, is that you don't cut your hair from the beginning of Pesach, since you don't cut your hair also on Cholomoyed, and until Lagba Omer itself, Samon Lagba Omer, the Svarim, Paskan on Lamedalad Baomer, the 34th day. There are customs in America that you don't cut your hair from the beginning of Rosh Chodesh Iyar, which is tomorrow, until Shavuos. Everyone... Follow your own rabbi, speak to your rabbi in your neighborhood, ask him what is the appropriate custom where you live. Amazing. So we're just going to finish off the questions from our wonderful viewers. So send them in and make an effort to write them to us by email. However, you want to reach out to me, ellie.goldsmith at breslev.co.il. That wasn't too quick, but it's always on the side, on the, on the underneath the video. We always post all the information there in the description. <clears throat> um, and then we'll get to our guests, and then we'll carry on with the share the Rav wants to give so much it's so important and so needed, especially with the Rav Orish's focus on Ben Amlachavera. So the next question is, I have a question for the Rav Shlita and his class. First of all, I'm praying for Rav Shalom Orish's recovery very soon. Bezat Hashem should bless him with healthy, long, happy days in which he can carry on his holy work. Amen. Amen. I want to ask what he would say. What would be the best way of approaching a kev on the yacht side of a sadik? I plan to be by the grave of Rav Shaila from Kerestir this coming week. Might be we already passed that, but 
Nevertheless, it will help for the next visit. We'd like to hear from Rabbi Sholem what would be the best way on here's today's with Elgod, what would be the best way of preparing myself for praying there? Is there anything the Rav is particularly about when praying by a kever? Okay, first of all, going to Rabbi Shaila from Christia of blessed memory, that is a heilige, heilige place. I was there two months ago when we went on the Kafalif, uh, we went on Kafalif Adar, we went Ad Ad Aleph to the Yotzite of Amelech of Lijansk, we also stopped through Kistir. It's Unbelievable. Shaila was a heili, heili yid who his main issue and aspect and focus of life was Benodom Lechavero was Avas Yisrael, was opening his home and his heart and his kitchen and feeding people and having unbelievable hospitality until today, people continue. So it's a very, very heiliger place. First of all, the way to prepare to go into a tzaddik is you should do tshuva. If you can, you should go to the mikveh before you go to the tzaddik's resting place. You should say there a chapter of Tehillim and light a candle for the soul of the tzaddik. When you're going by Reb Shaila of Christi, of course, the best thing to pray is for what Reb Shaila's focus was, which was about Avas Yisrael and Benodom Lechavero. That would be the best thing to focus on. The way to approach a tzaddik, the best way to approach a tzaddik halachically, there's an issue called doyesh el which means when we as Yidden, we come to pray, we pray to Hashem, to Hashem to bestow upon us all the great abundance from heaven. But we ask the tzaddik to take our prayers and to elevate them to Hashem. So the way to pray to a tzaddik is not to ask the tzaddik for something, but it's to say to the tzaddik, tzaddik, I believe you're live here at your resting place. Please hear my prayers. Please take my prayers up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm praying. You also pray with me. So we are both together praying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bestow upon me what I'm asking for. So remember, you don't ask the tzaddik for things. You ask the tzaddik to pray with you and for you. Wow. Amazing. His answers are really appreciated. Thank you, Rav. And uh, the last question before we get to the Svira and Ben Amchavar, uh, honoring our fellow man and woman, what does the Torah say about men serving the army? And this is in reference that Rev. Elgrod answered awesomely about the women in the army, and we got a lot of positive feedback about the answer. I mentioned it last week, and Rev. wasn't here, the feedback. So what does the Rev. say now about men serving in the army? First of all, we have to understand that according to the Jewish outlook, the army is a necessity. It's not an ideal. It's something that you have to have in order to protect army Israel and Eretz Israel. When one has to go into the army, one would be recruited in order to save Am Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, etc. In the times of David HaMelech, most of the army was a professional army. Many of them were not even Jews. For the simple reason, David HaMelech preferred for the Jewish people to do what is equally important and is written in the Torah. You sit and learn Torah for the success of the war and other people will battle. So the answer is, if you are needed and it is a necessity for you to go into the army, you have to go into the army. Who decrees about that? We have Chachmi Yisrael, the great Torah sages. The Torah sages, you go to a Torah sage, you go to a great Torah scholar, you ask him, Rabbi, I am needed in the army. Should I be recruited? Should I go into the army? Yes or no? So on the whole, our general outlook is the army is a necessity. It's not something that we ideally want to go into because we're not men of war. Yiddishkeit is about peace. Judaism is about peace. He who makes peace in the heaven will make peace amongst us. When it is a necessity, there's something that we have to do, but we will consult our rabbis and our Torah sages and get the correct answer for them. Is it something that is suitable for me or not? Wow. Thank you, Rav. So we've really got through the questions amazingly, and we're saving the best for last. But let's go to our guests. We'd like to hear a little bit more about DJ Hudakris, a.k.a. Yehuda Castell, about his journey, thank God, to the Holy Land, and even before that, and how he got teamed up with people like Nisim and Fisher, I think you work there now, is that right? 
Colga, yeah. Colga. Oh, Colga. Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever the label Maverick. is. Maverick. Okay. Yeah. Special opportunity to Machazik, all the Jews in the, the Shiva and the world with your music. So let, let's hear a bit about your journey, please. Okay. So I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like I mentioned earlier. I just want to say, for, because you mentioned Rip Shiloh, I wanted to share a story about Oh, Rupshila. please do. About the, especially because the question was, how do you prepare to go to Rabshaila? Yeah. So I was there, I was able to be there right after Sukkot. Wow. And um, we got there, it was Rishchidosh actually. And we got there, whatever, where there was menis, there was challenges, and uh, we, uh, we, couldn't, uh, we couldn't spend as much time as we wanted to by Rabshaila itself. And we were very hungry also, so we went to the guest house, where there's just an abundance of food. Uh, 24/7. And also free food to take. To you take, take yeah, whatever yeah, you exactly. want. Yeah. <laughs> With all those snacks that come Everything. from Israel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The blue, the red, the green. <laughs> mamish. There's mamish. So much shafa there. And so my friend asked the, the, the caretaker of the guest house, forgot his name, but he asked him, like, like we want to really daven. Like, you know, we asked for a little bit of chazik. And he said a story um, from when Rip Shiloh was nifter by the Leviah. So one of the last things uh, Rip Shaila said was he called over, I think, uh, like a, a, a widow um, and told her to like prepare the kitchen. Said there's going to be a lot of people coming in for, for my levaya, for my funeral. So please uh, prepare, the, prepare for the masses. And so he, so he did. So he was saying like, this is, this is what Rip Shaila wanted. He didn't like, he knew people were going to be coming and he knew they're going to be hungry. So, you know, don't be sad on my, um, by my funeral, like rejoice get yourself satiated, whatever you need to do. And, and that's what he said. He's like, Rip Shiloh would rather you come and eat in his guest house than, than to go daven by his cave to him. That's like, that's the, uh, that's what's, that's what's holy. That's what's, uh, that's what you could do in his chus is to say a bracha over food and, and to have in mind, uh, the tzaddik. You know, one has to mention one of the most phenomenal things about Rip Shiloh, he didn't come from a rabbinical dynasty. Rabshaila right. was, was, was born to a simple, simple. Yiddish Hasidish family, but he was such a Helig Yid that wow. his rabbis decided that he has got to be a rabbi himself. Wow. So there's hope. What? Yeah. There's hope for all of us. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's going to be the Midnight Hasidus. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because there, there was a private meeting once. I'm not going to get into it all now on this, on this channel, but I was sitting with Rossi Meyer Zilberberg with my father. And he said to my father, he said, you never know, your son might be doing this one day, you know, sitting and giving out. And my father, wow. my father was so funny. That's why we've got to bring him here. Just, <laughs> the, the jokes he made to such a sadik and like he, uh, the, the, the rub was touching his arm and he had like a nice, like ten tennis kind of cricket sweater. So he said, the rub likes this. You want one? I'll get you one. <laughs> I can see my wearing one of those. Yeah. <laughs> He said, said, you know, you know, uh, this, uh, you know, the Israeli tennis players are doing really well these days. So Sumaya's like, um, what about, you know, you must know, I just did a Bruce Springsteen concert. Sounds like a Jewish name, no? <laughs> you must have heard of him. And he was like, <laughs> all these like Jewish names. And the robbers like looked at him and said, I don't know, you know, all these people you're saying, but look at all these swarm. Do you know them? You see all these books around me? And it was like thousands of books. Been the, I've, office. I've seen him, I haven't been to his so office. In, in his office is thousands of books, you know, and he was, my father was like, oh, so he's got a sense of humor also. <laughs> Eddie, what happened to your sense of humor? They're both like nudging me, you know, like, oh, I don't know, I'm trying to make... And you decided the best thing to do is play the UN. 
Silence. Be a man of peace. And I know I'm, I'm with both sides. I'm not yeah. taking it. I wish they were man of peace. All right. All right. Anyway. Um, all right. So let's so yeah. hear from Rav Castell now. So yeah. So I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, family of eight kids. Can I know her? Eight. Later on, I was already pretty grown up when my youngest sister was born. But uh, so it was really seven. I grew up with seven. I was at home with seven. Um, high school in Denver and Muncie. Um, and then I came there to show four years ago to learn uh, by Rabbi Fisher's yeshiva. And uh, that's a shkacha process in itself, how I ended up there. Like, it totally was not applying to that yeshiva. <laughs> Never, I don't think I ever, till this day, I don't think I ever applied. Had yeah. an interview, but it was like 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. One of those. And it was, just, uh, it was just meant to be mamish. Um, my DJ career started in high school. Uh, like I said, I was a bored bacher who liked uh, electronic music. <laughs> And I picked it up and, you know, I was able to get away with uh, ditching Night Seder because I had a niece that lived, I had a brother who lives in uh, Muncie. So I was always able to say, I'm going to babysit, but realized I was going to do gigs. <laughs> and, uh, and Baruch Hashem, I got involved with High Lifeline, which really built up my career. Um, gave me a voice, I guess, to, to the broader Jewish world. Um, that's where I've been spending my summers. I've been, I guess this year will probably be different just because I'm married. Wow. But, uh, and yeah, that's a camp for kids with cancer and chronic illnesses. Um, so I was, uh, I was able to go there and uh, do my thing and, you know, really build up myself as a, as a DJ, my DJ persona. And, uh, and I, um, yeah, I was like, you know, this, this is what I could do with this. Let's see if I could, uh, you know, continue to help people and make people happy and, um, so I continued doing it once I came there. So my first year, um, I never, till this day, I never put in any money into, uh, maybe I think, oh, this year was the first year I put in, uh, put in 200 shackle into, wow. <laughs> into getting my name out there, into advertising. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bracha that, uh, I was able to get, uh, out there without having to really, uh, make that much noise. And, um, so who have you featured with? Everyone likes some names, you know? Have I featured with... Um, Nisim is really the only person I've really featured with. Nisim Black. Yeah, yeah. Nisim Black is the How do you discover you uh, coming to the Yeshiva? So, yeah, so it went back by Corona. It was a, one of the brachas of Corona was that we, uh, we, we, wanted, we felt in the Yeshiva we needed to be mechazik, the guys. Um, and I was put in charge of... Uh, one of the people in charge of making the events over Cholomite and stuff because it was lockdown in 20... 20 circus, I guess. Yeah, yeah 2020 circus. That makes sense. Um, it was a lockdown in Israel. So we, um, so we do an event every night at Cholmud. And Raf Fisher has a shaykhus with Nisim from years back. I don't know how far back that goes, but they have a shaykhus. Yeah, so um, he had been in Yeshiva. Yosef Brown was a, was a Avrich in the Yeshiva as well uh, a few years back. Uh, so there was already that connection there. Um, and we went to book him, so I, I went and booked him. And, uh, Bypass me. <laughs> I was in touch with you. I wasn't. I don't remember. I think I, I, think went, I went straight, straight to, to Aaron. Yeah, I think I went straight to Aaron. Because yeah. because I went first. I went to Fisher. Fisher's like, oh, here's the agent's number. So yeah. his manager's number, or whatever he said. Uh, so I went, spoke with Aaron, and we got Nissan to come, and and he was booked. And I told Aaron, listen, like I'm a DJ. Like I could do his tracks if he needs someone to do his tracks. I could play his tracks for him. Um, and he's like, okay, sure, there's not going to be any money for you, but you could do it. I'm like, I don't need any money. Like, <laughs> like I'll do it for the, for the fun of it. And so we did that show. We did an hour show, Fishers. 
and there was a uh, tremendous chemistry up there mm-hmm. together. And right then he's like, okay, Uman next year, me and you. <laughs> you know, he yeah. was like, he was very into it from the beginning, and I was too. And I was saying we we hit it off, Baruch Hashem. And uh, so yeah, so that continued uh, slightly, and you know that relationship continued. There wasn't much going on until this past circus. We did a show in Yerushalayim, which was through you, Ellie. Um, for well, who was that for? It was for the, the friendship circle. Friendship circle, right? Um. Got Al Bowser there. Got Al Bowser right, and uh, you other people. And it went viral. And the, yeah, well, I guess uh, that did one. It, did went, it, go it did. Well, it did go online, and it did do a good video, and it did get around. Thanks. It was a very nice setup. That a very yeah, nice stage setup. It looked very, looked very weird. The one yeah. went viral was your wedding. That was yes, <laughs> yes. But that, that's like that's yeah, uh, already that's later on. It was right? later on. So that, that was Sukkis, and then um, and then I was going to be in America for Hanukkah this year, and I knew Nissan was going on tour. I'm like, okay, I already have this shaykhus with Nissan. Like, let me get in there. Let me. Uh, you know, slide in there as his tour DJ. So I hit up Aaron again. I hit up his manager and I said, uh, Listen, I'm going to be in America anyways. Let's like work on some of the dates because I know Nissan likes me as a DJ and I'm going to, so, you know, let's try to work this out. And uh, Baruch Shana worked out. I was able to do like three out of six of the East Coast part of the tour. Um, and that was great. We spent a lot of time in the car together. Had a lot of laughs. Had a, you know, he didn't really sleep in the car. He couldn't really fall asleep. But I, you know, a lot of bonding time in the car with David as well, as well the last week's guest. And um, yeah, Baruch Hashem, we just had an amazing tour. A lot, we were able to bring a lot of joy to people that are not so affiliated. I think that was the goal of those shows was to you know broaden his uh, his audience a little bit. And we and, heard the good news. He just uh, did a deal with HBO. Yeah, Nissan just yeah. Yeah, it's going to be on yeah. HBO Max. Yeah, they're doing a show. It's a show Comedy. or movie? A combination, like yeah. Motherland Bounce, about his life. No, so we're right. out there from Nissan himself. Yeah, yeah. To bring I, I stopped talking point. about it. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's a big news, and uh, he he asked the Rav first. When remember when he he was here with the Rav, he got the blessing from Rav Shalom Morish for it. Wow. And people are nervous, you know, because it's mainstream already. It's very mainstream Hollywood's. Mm-hmm level stuff but uh let's hope he'll be a kiddush hashem Hashem, yeah i think that's his, his shine a lot of joy and light to the world yeah. on truth on me won't get Amen. distorted in any way yeah he so he actually got the green light i think yeah, yeah on the tour i remember oh. like aaron called like okay we're like that's it like it looks like this deal is uh oh. is happening so Baruch hashem, yeah it's very it's, it's very exciting for him um so yeah so then so that was the tour Baruch hashem was successful and um so yeah, I don't know how it came about, but people just started filming me. I always like I, I my goal was to always bring the energy um, to DJing. I you know I got uh, my uh, uh, personality of, to entertain. I got it from my grandfather. I love showing his yurtzeit's actually coming up first oh. yurtzeit. Um, he was an entertainer. He was the funniest person I knew. He used to do stand up comedy in the show, like on perm and stuff. And he was just a very silly, but normal person and he was a tremendous condition and tremendous impact on my life he was very present in my life uh so so i definitely got a lot of his personality to entertain people i always felt the need to entertain uh from a young kid and so as when i became a dj you know i'm i'm not just gonna stand there and and dj like i want to dance and bring the energy and like you know bring a positive vibe and i guess people connected to that and uh, people started whipping out their phones. <laughs> and it just, you know, one video, I, I, 
the first video that went viral was from a was in the summer, I believe. It was a wedding I did right before the summer, I think. Or maybe it was right after the summer. I don't remember when it was even. Um, and it was Israeli. It was Israeli wedding. So they're oh. totally not, you know, it's they don't know. They, yeah. they don't expect, like, a Chazizha guy is a Chazizha guy. We don't expect him to do anything crazy. And there was this one song that I fell in love with. I was like, I'm playing this by every event, this and that. And I just was feeling the vibe on that song when I played it. And I just I went crazy. I, I couldn't hold back. And and since there was such a chiddush to these Israelis that I'm up yeah, there anyway, talking about to, it still to begin still with, still going around these videos and see them still. So they filmed it and and it got sent around to various places. Um, and this is actually not the first viral video. The first viral video was from after Sukkot. Um, that was that was very funny. I should have sent you that video. I think I did actually maybe yeah. whatever. I could send it to you after. It's a video of me. So since I'm in High Life Land, we like to dress up we do whatever we can to make the kids happy and uh so i put on like this one piece uh like pineapple costume it's like oh, a swim i don't know if it's a swimsuit i don't know what it is it just looks hilarious especially on me because i have a beard and pants. Yeah. so i wore that and the videographer the photographer at that specific event it was for one of the marathons the Chayinu marathon and uh it got sent around to every israeli whatsapp chat as i was told mm. it was like on news sites it was crazy and it's just, it's me like in the zone like in this costume mm. it's just it's hilarious to people who i guess don't know me and uh so that was the first video so then so people already were talking about me people have been it talking about it obviously me. wasn't that bad because you still managed to get married yes yeah. after yeah, yeah. the pineapple that video. was always that people always say like dude you have to like watch yourself Duchen, because yeah. Duchen, i'm like like anyone who's gonna be no, judging me on that i don't want to marry i don't want to go we'll, out with them we'll bring him one time because he doesn't have yeah, that issue and his he family have, exactly he's he's married, he married his daughter so yeah. you know that, that both the mother and the father have only a good eye yeah, like, sure. i have a message from them about this year they were so excited that you're coming and it's right. only good things to say i just want to jump in there about the high lifeline that struck a part of divine providence that happened this week there's another person we hope to bring at some point called shoal blinkoff and if you heard of Sol blinkoff Sol, Sol blinkoff works for netflix i mean he's a uh, originally an animator for Disney, but he's been doing Netflix, Dream, uh, what's it called? Oh, I know him from your status. You've yeah, Dream, what's it? Dream, uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks and Pixar and all these different oh. big, big companies. He's director, producer, animator. And the amazing thing is that he came across us and through basically Nissan bringing me to LA 2017. And what happened, unfortunately, what awakened the connection i was already connected a little bit with the you're wife. talking about in the medieval times before <laughs> before bc <laughs> so i was in i was in la and i was managing this at that time and we went and did a show at high lifeline for, for them and the, the person volunteering and running it that specific event was the the wife of the of show uh, blinkoff marianne blinkoff and we stayed in touch somehow through maybe through Nissim, I think through the tour. She wants some information because her husband's now speaking and that's how I connect now. He wants to do more and more speaking jobs and get more out there. So anyway, so he, I mean, he's already out there, but even more out there. So uh, his wife mentioned that unfortunately a boy, a young boy, one of the boys from the program who was dancing with Nissim in 2017, passed away in a tragedy and, and had about a year ago, uh, must have been a week or two a year ago his first yacht site and uh they were, were asking around for any videos from that time 
when he sang with Nissim because that was Nissim was his hero. So I had them all. I'd uploaded them all to YouTube, but I never posted them. They're all just sitting there in my YouTube folder. So I, I went there and I saw they're all there and I made them public with their permission and sent them to the family. And I was so happy and dedicated them to the family. And we'll also make a dedication now for the for this beautiful Nishama. He's uh, he was it was a very special event. I remember it's it, touching something special that moment. I'm just going to look for the name as well. Um, for the family, the Arnold family, for their son, they asked us to make a dedication to. Let me get the name. Noah. Make sure I get the name right. This is dedicated to Noah Ad Noah Adin Ben Shabach the comfort of the Arnold family there just after their first shot site. And it's amazing how the inspiration 2017 came out in 2021 when, she, when the boy passed away and gave some nachas that they could revisit the boy. Like, you know, they had a moment that they would have not had if it wasn't for those kind of events. So you never know, like when you bring people on stage or you're inclusive and involve people and it could touch on them in a profound way that could be like eternal. Yeah. And, uh, I think that leads perfectly. We'll we'll come back to you before we finish the class to the Rav Dine. But can I but can I can I yeah. ask? Yeah, please. Yeah. You this question. I'd, I'd like to ask. It's also connected to Sfiasa Omri and the whole issue of Benod and Chavel and community. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to ask you because I I always let's put it this way, if I wasn't a rabbi, I would like to deal with music. I think music is unbelievable. It's very powerful. But the question is, I'm not obviously I'm not that musical. My parents did try to send me to piano classes when <laughs> I was younger. I think the piano teacher was delighted that I got up and left. <laughs> and my father's unbelievable. My father plays seven musical instruments. He's an unbelievable autodidact with music. Taught them all himself. Wow. What do you feel? What is the power of music to connect people? Because you see when a person plays music, touches people, people disregard all the differences between them. It makes no difference how they look, where they come from, what their background is. You see them all dancing together, hugging together. There's love connecting between them. Why does music do that? Why does music connect people? Good question. It's a very good question. That's a good question. Yeah, we got it's a very that. good question. And not an easy one. Especially not a deep one. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, this is, I'm sure there's many answers. The one just ringing in my head right now is I think by the base of Mikdash is that part of the Chorban was that the Levium stopped doing the Avaidah. And that's music. That was, that was connecting the main everyone. aspect of the Levine was music. Right? It was music, and that's what connected everyone. Everyone felt connected to that. So then, once that was lacking, of course, there's going to be problems with Ben Eden Lechaver because there's not that connection through music. Whatever music brings upon the world, music is is the deepest of the deep. I still don't fully understand what music does, and I, I still I remember someone asking me uh, if people if you could get emotionally attached to electronic music, like specifically DJ music, and I told them I do. I don't know why, but I do. It talks to me. The whole new generation new. totally into it. Yeah. I mean, Everyone, I look at the kids. What are they on? They're listening to they're trance listening. and What's, dance. And let me ask you a question. If a person can be connected to classical music, yeah. why can he not connect to electronic music? Right? Yeah. Music is music. The instruments currently are irrelevant. Right? Yeah, but classical music like, brings chokhmah. I don't know if this music brings other things. <laughs> on I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something that I, yeah. I see when I see people, yeah. when I see people dancing. I can see that music is, is in what I see, the way I see it, it is a language that penetrates the barriers and goes directly into your soul. If you connect it, that's it. It just 
penetrates all the barriers and it goes into the deep core of your soul and everything else is forgotten. And in the deep core of our soul, we're all exactly the same thing. We're all we're all part of the divine infinity of Hashem. So, and that's the music just does it. Would that be a good, a good way yeah, to explain definitely. it? Definitely. And it's also, it breaks, uh, it breaks barriers because you'll see uh, these musicians on stage and you'll see they're not, okay, they don't look like me. They're like a different sect of, uh, of Judaism. They're either not affiliated, they're either Litvish or Chabad, Breslau, whatever they are. And, but they're giving over something that I can, can connect to. And, and there's just, it's like, it's like, it's, it's a language. Music is a language and it's, yeah. everyone can speak that language because it's, it's, it's like, a unifier. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a unifier. One of the things, when I was on a conference of, of the web three for NFTs, like where their technology is heading, you know, cause it is going to a new stage with virtuality, AR, VR, AI, it's, it, things are developing beyond even what we're doing here. You know, we should know that. So there's steps and steps ahead of us, what's going on out there. And even charities now are using NFTs to develop campaigns. And there's a lot of interesting things going on. And musicians are using NFT campaigns to, yeah. for their fan base. It's, it's a new level of uh, what we have to be aware of over here. But um, just to come back to what we're saying. So one of the people on the conference said that music is a medicine. That's what they said. Music is. is a medicine for the soul. It heals people. It relates Probably. to people. It comforts people. It's amazing the power of it. This let's is, let's say it in a more yeah. English way. Music is a remedy for the soul. Yeah. Remedy. <laughs> oh, oh. remedy. Unbelievable. It is. Yeah. Uh, you want to know something? That, in my opinion, is one of the reasons why in times of mourning, we're not supposed to listen to music. Because music is such a powerful tool that can make us happy that when we listen to music, we forget what we're supposed to think about. Yeah. We forget the period we're in. I'm looking at you also, Rebuta. I'll tell you what it reminds me. It reminds me the first time one of my favorite guitar players, who I personally am very close to and I love very much, is Rabbi Nachum Herman. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Now, sitting in the chair. Yes. Now, I, I remember he the played, first time I, I saw, I saw mm-hmm. Rabbi Nachum playing the guitar. Now, you know, this Hasidish year gets on with an electronic guitar. And I'm thinking to myself, he was my wedding guy. What yeah. is he doing Shit. with an electronic guitar? And suddenly he starts playing and I'm going, whoa. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's the last thing you'd expect. And it's yeah. unbelievable that these contradictions, the connection that they make. Right. I think that's also one of your powerful Right. I was gonna point lead into that, that now that I now that we're having this conversation, I can see like, oh, okay, and that kind of makes sense that people connect to me because um, it's something that's not normal, um, whatever normal means. But uh, it's something that like it works, like who says that they can't do this? He's he's going and doing something that he's passionate about, he's compassionate about. I'm not saying specifically, I'm saying anyone who's a musician who looks a certain way and, or dresses a certain way, it's um, it's how they can connect to other people, it's how they can connect to themselves. One, one of my rabbis once told me that the goal of Yiddishkeit is for differences to bring to unity. And I think with you it's the, the contradiction that unites things together. I mean, it unifies things in a way that people wouldn't imagine. Hey, imagine what would happen if I'd become a DJ. DJ Whoa. Diane, that'd be the first. First Diane, you have to wear the frock and the hat. Oh yeah, 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 that would no, be great. I, I think everyone has to maintain their somewhat their... their no, 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 stay. no, no, I, I'm sorry, no. I, I disagree with you. I think that everyone has their lane that their heart draws them towards it. And lanes tend to change during life. And it's not a bad right. thing, it's a good thing. You're right. Okay, good. So maybe I'll open a competition with you. 
So, Rav, <laughs> as, before we get to DJ uh, DJ battle, is that what they call it? DJ battle? It's like yeah, a rap battle. I guess so, yeah. Before we get DJ, DJ battle. battle between the two <laughs> No, 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 I'm here, not in the field yet. And I'll vote that, you know, yeah. for sure <laughs> DJ Hudikus wins um, and ruin the, the, the nice screen up there as well because my hands are moving around. But anyway, uh, we'd like to hear about Ben Amlachavera. First of all, I think that we'll keep the main part of Ben Amlachavera for yeah. the next class because okay. we're already, I think, passing on time. I, sure. I'd, like, I'd like to speak about one point, which is, which is, I think, the main point of this time. We just now came out of Pasha's Kadoshim. Pasha's Kadoshim is a Pasha filled with different commandments of Ben Adam Lachaveru, how we're supposed to treat our fellow men, loving everyone, paying a person who works for me on time, not lying, not cheating on monetary issues, not holding a grudge back, all these different codes that tell us how we're supposed to behave. And Sefer Saom is all, is, all, is all about this because the Gemara says in Tractate Yavamas on page 62 on second side that the reason we're mourning today is because the students of Rabbi Akiva passed away in these times because they didn't respect each other. The Gemara doesn't say that they disrespected each other. The Gemara doesn't say that they were treating each other in a despicable way. The Gemara says they didn't respect each other, which means even that is such a severe thing. And these times come to teach us that we're supposed to respect everyone. Rabbi Natan of Breslev used to say that he can understand the whole Torah, but he can't understand the heart of one Yid. The heart, the soul of a person is something so deep and intense. You never know who's sitting next to you. You never know who, how, how Hashem is so happy with him and where he's holding. And it just teaches us how we've got to take a look at this world in a very, very different way than we do today because we're very judgmental. So you look at a person and you'd see, like, for example, someone like, like DJ Yuda, yeah? You Hudachrist. You'd look at him and you'd think, well, what has he got to do with electronic music? And you suddenly see him and you can realize the beauty of all these differences bringing into uni- unifying them together. And this is a great lesson for us. Look at the soul. And at the soul, everything is pure. Everything is holy. Everything is unique. And that's how we need to regard each other. Wow. Beautiful way to end the class. United souls, unity. We are here, thank God, our 69th class. Um, we would like to just end off with one more word from our guest, DJ Hudakris, a.k.a. Yehuda Castell. We'd like to ask you what's your dream and hope for yourself, your family, please God, and your special unique mission, and how we can help you over here, or whoever, whatever your long-term plan is, what you hope to achieve, and uh, we can give you that blessing that should be Makayim. And uh, we just thank again that we'll have Rav Dainago continue this conversation with Benham Lechaver. We see how much needed it is. And uh, yeah, we thank everyone who joins us weekly. Share this at Muna Global. Whoever wants to check out some of the music of DJ Huda Chris, you can Google it. DJ Huda Chris, H-U-D-A-C-R-I-S. And you can also check him out on on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. DJ um, underscore. No, no underscore, just... DJ Hudakris. Yeah. That's an easy way to find them. His Instagram or YouTube. You can has a few videos up. We'll put hopefully one or two at the end of this class. And uh, yeah, let's hear final words, and we'll assign the class. So thank you again for having me. This was a big success. I'm honored to be here. Um, one one of the quotes. My yeshiva were very into quotes. Rav Fisher is very into quotes, and one of his biggest quotes is is be the change you want to see in the world. And I, I really like that quote. I really connected that quote. And uh, my dream and my mission, I guess, would say, I would say, is is to deepen the relationship with myself, so I could 
be the change I want to see in the world. I want if I want to if I see you know um, someone doing something that I don't like, um, so I have to ask myself what what would I do in that situation, and then I have to change what I would really do in that situation to make it positive, and then I'll be able to see because if I'm doing it positive, then that guy's going to do it positive, and um, that's really what I what I would like to give over to other people is um, is to connect with yourself, understand yourself. Um, like uh, Stephen Covey says, uh, seek to understand and to be understood. Yeah, it's and the hardest habit, the fifth the hard, habit. Is it the fifth? It's the yeah. seventh habit, no? Fifth. Oh, f- seventh, seventh is sharpening, sharpening the saw. Right, 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 you know right. how it's I know? Because it's connected to spheres. Connected right. to spheres Mamish. Omer. Like yeah. it's the fifth sphere is Hod, Achna. See, this genius non-Jewish guy, Stephen Covey, wrote these universal principles and habits. The fifth one is? Is, is, sort is, of is, is seek to understand. To really and listen. To it's the meet us a hood. And yeah. and yeah, and that's and and that's what um that's what Ben Adam Khavir is all about also. You have, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. And I'm very into self love, very into self care. And uh you have to you have, yeah, people will have to take care of yourself, learn what you like, learn what you don't like, um deal with your traumas, deal with your anxiety, deal with your depression. Because um, at the end of the day all you have is yourself and uh if you're not helping yourself, then you're not really helping anyone, um, and it's a, it's 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 a, it's very hard to to navigate that because because a, a very common escape that I see in people is is let me go help that person, and then you get to know that they're really just going to help those people because they're escaping themselves, they can't deal with themselves, um, and it's uh yeah it's a challenge and uh, that's what I would like to give over to people. That's what I like to. Uh, represent is 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 you be the be you be you do you be the true you be the true you and, uh, amen and we'll end off with a song hopefully in a moment you'll see stick around to hear whoever those who, who want and thank again rev dine elgod he's got a big big mifchanim big test for the call out and he know it was mr nevish mr nevish for the team to come early for me i'm downstairs anyway so i just walked up the stairs and i was late so uh <laughs> You know, it just shows yes, you. You are English. Yes, I'm English. Well, it's like two minutes or something. Yeah, it's okay. I was actually, whatever. I have my reasons. But Hashem. Next, we'll be hopefully Tuesday, new time for my class, weekly class. We'll be doing our 70th class, hopefully with my father, with Mayor David Cohen. I get to say it here, Goldsmith, Martin Goldsmith. He'll be here hopefully in the studio. Pray that everyone gets to the Holy Land safely. Amen. Kibbutz Goliath, you know. <laughs> my father last time got sent home. That was a year ago. Wow. It's been two and a half years thanks to this whole time wow. period. I haven't seen the grandchildren except for one daughter who came to London. But, you know, Baruch Hashem, you know, so we should make everyone have the kayak to have connection and be to join us weekly and to join their family and friends in person. Everything should be good. And we hope, pump and pray continually for Orish to join us again in the mm-hmm. studio. Will he be wearing his new Moroccan clothing? Well, we'll have to wait and see, yeah? Omeim. <laughs> he can Looking wear whatever forward. he wants just be here just come to the <laughs> class okay and then we've got lots of other guests maybe he'll we'll wear a pineapple costume pineapple I pa- doubt it pineapple costume I know Ravorish is very open to dressing up <laughs> and Purim and other things but I think it will be that what is it uh, what kind of hat is it and the what it's frock? called it's, got, it's like a cool galabia it's a, uh, it's a Moroccan clothing and a Moroccan hat galabia. it's beautiful yeah beautiful you look beautiful Thank God, everyone getting back to their roots, including the Rav. So we're praying for this opportunity, and thank you again for joining our 70 class. Good job, studio. Let's end the class. We've all thrown a song.
And thank you again for coming. Of course, be blessed. Thank you for having Everything me. you're Amen. asking for should be Makayim. Amen. Amen.
live. Amuna class, we are here live, thank God, on Instagram live as well as going live tonight. Amunalive.com on all our platforms. We thank again Rev. Diane Elgrad who made it this week, thank God. We missed a very important class, but the Rav, thank God, was after Pesach, as they say, Noch Pesach. It's a little bit of a different matzav, yeah? Yes. <laughs> so a little bit interesting with all the busyness of being a Rav. You know, it's something that I thank Hashem. I don't have such responsibilities, and we appreciate it very much. To just you should know, one of my Rabbonim said you've got to make a special bracha every day. Baruch Hashem, blessed be Hashem for not making me a rabbi. Shalom, sunny rabbi. Yes. <laughs> so thank God, even though people here sometimes call me a rabbi, the midnight rabbi. Yeah, I'd rather be that than yes. the the uh, the dying rabbi. Uh. Has the paskin. It's a big schuss, also a big merit, and it gives you a a big big opportunity to be machazik and help Amisho guide them, especially 2022 in such a time in the soulful spirit days that we're in, and we have a guest sitting next to me, an awesome awesome guest, DJ Huda Chris. Also known as Yehuda Castell. You don't mind me use both names? Both names yeah, names. great. We want to make sure we get the full intro. He literally just ran in all the way from Ramat Beit Shemesh. Yeah. And thank God he's newly married. We wish him a big, big mazel tov. We're dedicating the 69th for Munah class to the success of all our special guests, especially DJ Huda Chris, a.k.a. Yehuda Castell. Mazel tov on the recent wedding. Also to the Gersey family who you married into, a good friend of ours. He was a thought of coming today. And Minah Shemayim, we had his son-in-law, Baruch Hashem, join us, uh, Rabbi Yehuda himself. Elevation to the soul of Rav Chaim Kanievsky. We're always having him in mind, and I'm sure um, he's having us in mind in Shemayim right now. Soulful guests who welcome all our guests to the Holy Land online to Eretz Yisrael with so many inspired followers. It's growing. Our, our classes, David Emanuel's class was awesome last week. Another member of the team from Listen Black. What well, Hashem, you taught of him? Well, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. our driver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, he was one of the guys out there. Last week's guest spoke very beautifully, and we got amazing feedback. But we're very excited to have a big part of the team of DJ Hudakris. We welcome all our guests to the Holy Land generally, and we hope to be rid of Corona and all forms of illness and everything. And everyone to have a full shleima, specifically Rav Shalom Arish, uh, Shlita, who is in Morocco. He's thinking of us, praying for us, and you can check out some of the beautiful videos we got from him by Rabbi Pinto and all the Heiliger Kavarim, Makomas, Kadoshim over there, and also making Havdala. We just posted beautiful videos. And also to Hila Rivka Bas Mashafur Shlema, Hana Bas Frida, and we hope, hope and pray my parents will be here, which is an important ex- announcement because I hope to bring my father to the class. Oh, be a nice. very interesting guest, someone who starred on a lot of shows like uh, shopping channels and WWE and many different things. You'll see, it'll be an interesting personality to bring here. Let's see if, he, if we're able to, to make that happen. Anyway, these classes are for the elevation to the pure soul of Gedalia son, Yerachmedunabah Gedalia. And as you can see, we were in Ami magazine this week. Yes. I don't know if they can do a close-up. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but you can check it out on our platform. There's a picture of the Rav, Rav Oresh, and Rav Dayan Elgrad, and Gedalia in the middle. And it's very exciting to see that we featured there as part of Gedalia's business lunch break article, as well as a beautiful picture of the Rav with Gedalia, which actually both these pictures I took. So I have a merit, even though I wasn't given that credit, but we'll be mochul. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm very good at mochul on this point. I've mochul so many times. I'm not getting credit that I'm sure it's building a beautiful Ganadin for all the all of the Goldschmidt family. Anyway, we appreciate your dedication to our Muna class, to the Rav's teachings. Good week. Good Chodesh Yes, Rosh Chodesh today. Healthy, 
energized spring, Ani Hashem Refecha, summer days, Sphere with Amuna, sharing Amuna Global. And most importantly, today we're going to discuss, thanks for Dino God's guidance, Ben Odom Lechavero, which is perfectly tuned in because we have a Loving Everyone Unconditionally booklet. And also, of course, shouldn't forget the general books of Garden of Amuna. But we are with a member of the Avis Israel gang from Fisher's Yeshiva, is that right? That's right. Yeah, it's known for its Avis Israel, tremendous love of all kinds of Jews, and they're bringing close a lot of Jews back to Eretz Israel, back to the Holy Land, and helping them come close to Hashem, thanks to Rabbi Fisher himself and all his staff. And you never know, I might make a visit myself soon. We'll see. Amen Amen. Does anyone know the song of, of this song? Mr. Benz, thank you very much for very inspiring. The song, this is our feedback. The song info is in the description from YouTube about the Bavasali, a Moroccan Sadiq, Mamuna Vid Aravosh. Yes, this was the Mamuna Vid video, excuse me, I abbreviated video of the Rav after Motsi Yomtev, after Pesach. And we had a song of the Sadiq. Um, it was taken from an, a song about the Bavasali, and it still sang on the video about the Bavasali. People were asking, who is this song? It's amazing. You know the song from that they posted? I can play it. No. We can put it on. If we have, the DJ had his gear, it just like blasted out. <laughs> yeah, so it's, in, it's on all our different platforms. A beautiful Motsi Yom to video. I wasn't preparing to do this. What so. is this? Is it Ofesh Kona? Yeah, I think so. Oh, Ofesh Kona is a beautiful no, song written by the Baba Sali about yearning for the Shekhinah and for redemption, for Mashiach to come. Okay, we'll so get to the song. Special, beautiful song. I'll play it in a minute once uh, I'm no longer the focus. Zula! Ico wrote Shalom from Portugal. Someone else, Ramos, Shalom from Colombia. We got, remember, this is a global class. I'm not trying to make you feel nervous, but one inspiring personal story. Rabbi Goldsmith, also, thank you for sharing part of your journey as well. That was about David Emmanuel. It was amazing content. People wrote underneath a lot of good feedback. Last week's class, even though we did miss, miss Rav Dainagod. Shalom Rabino, Shalom Rav Orish. Tadarabai for sharing your beautiful videos, our precious pearls for us. Thank you, Rabbi, and all these images. Thank you, Rav Shalom Orish, for sharing. Hashem bless you. We've got many of these kinds of, too many to even print here. And also someone wrote lovely vids and messages from Yonatan Belayash who posted his classes again. Awesome stuff. And yes, someone get those books to Will Smith. Yes. And J Jade Pinkett. Yeah. Smith. But seriously, Will Smith is in India right now trying to see a yogi. Imagine if he found a Rebbe instead. He's definitely doing some soul searching. Okay. So anyone want to go out to India or wherever Will Smith is located right now? Or like we made a joke last week, maybe I think uh, Jade Pinkett Smith needs it more. So either way, let's get them the Garden of Muna books. Thank you, Hashem, for everything you give us, all our team, the MC, Rev Dain Algod, the whole team over there, to translate all the classes. I mean, he has to translate me, the Rav Hashem, you know, my English to real English. Is that correct? I'd prefer to refrain from asking that <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, well, well, we want to be a little bit risque, you know. People would need to feel like... Your you. English is perfect. Oh, okay. thank you. I did go to John Lyons on Harold Hill. So should have learned something there. Thank God for these classes. And now let's go to our guest, Great Energy. We'd ask him to sing, but we didn't bring his DJ decks, did we? Don't want to hear me sing. Okay. <laughs> the DJ decks are not here, but we're going to post, hopefully, at the end of the video, some of his uh, mix of Uman and Rosh Hashanah and other great things. We'll have a look around, see what we can put up on the end of the class. Um, that would be for those who um, are not so worried about the Sphere days. Like, thank God we do have a header from the Rav to have music here. On this class, absolutely. Okay, amazing. Since so it's for Hafatza and for Amish Royal. 
And for those who are machmer, you just don't watch the last four or five minutes or whatever. So Very good. We made it easy for everyone. We're not forcing it upon anybody. And the music at the beginning doesn't count, does it? No. See that? The blessing of having a rabbi. <laughs> okay, so I think we should, since we're, we're skipping the music just at this point, we'll go to Rav Dian Algrad since we missed him last week, and then we'll introduce our guests more. Okay, but no, before we start, can I ask a question? Yes, please. Yes. I'd like to hear because this is fascinating. Okay. You're a DJ, right? Yes. You're a Hasidic Shabbacha. Yes. How does a Hasidic Shabbacha become a DJ? It's fascinating. I mean, how does that happen? So there's many, there's many answers, I guess I could say. Um, but the one I'll stick with is my upbringing. I just grew up in Milwaukee in Viktorsky, Shlita's uh, oh. Kehila. And, and our families, Baruch Hashem, a very close kasher, and that's the environment that I grew up in. My father was always, you know, the Chassidus, the Torsky Chassidus is very open-minded and very, you know, like uh, the, the Rebbe's brother, Rebbe Dr. Torsky, Allah was, uh, you know, a doctor in, in various things, went to university for years and practiced in... One of the know, most famous world experts exactly. for addictions. Right, right. Yeah, he started, he, he really, you know, made it... Uh, acceptable in the in the Jewish world to go to rehab and to you know find yourself in that way um, so I was surrounded by you know the possibility to explore and uh, and I always had a connection from to music my family's very musical and this this specific uh, type of music I, I was drawn to and uh, I was a bored high school bucker and <laughs> I was like uh, I decided I would uh, pick up on DJing so I did, and you know, there was something there, and uh, people were drawn to it. I was drawn to it, and it's uh, yeah, it's beautiful to be able to have that connection with music and with people. I know that Rabbi Tversky actually always speaks about taking the different tools that this world has to offer and to combine them with Yiddishkeit to make them part right. of Yiddishkeit. Right, definitely. Yeah, it's it's I'm saying it's brought down in, in everywhere. It's it's, it's uh, uh, from Marashiva. He's brought it out out of the Nesil Sharm. Um, I don't know the exact quote, but he said, like, you know, Hashem created Gashmias for us to enjoy. It's not like we're not supposed to enjoy it. And there's ways to enjoy it, you know. And Translating physicality, yeah? Right, yeah, exactly. Just, just for our and the secret is to speaking. funnel it yeah. in the correct direction. Right, yes. and, um, yeah, you know, you could go to the beach, and, and, and it could be a mitzvah to go to the beach. You know, if it's going to uplift you and help you, help you go, you know, go daven better or learn better, and in that exact moment, it's a mitzvah for you to go to the beach or, you know, go DJ or whatever it is. And um, and it helps people, too, because, you know, a lot of people I deal with um, are people that aren't so connected and they connect to music. And, you know, it's better that they're with me. <laughs> instead when of you funnel the music in a yeah. Jewish and a kosher way, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. It gives them the ability to... To be able to listen channel, to yeah, you. to channel it, yeah. And one of my favorite compliments I ever got, someone, someone every time I do a, a, I work for High Lifeline. It's an organization that helps kids with cancer. Um, so there's one specific in, an individual in the in the organization. Every time I do an event, they come up to me and they say, "It's incredible that you can do something Jewish with this." And it, and, it, and, it, and wow. yeah, and it's uh, it's very powerful. Every time I hear that, it's like it's machazik me to to continue and. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful that Baruch uh, could help people in that way. So look, as DJ, I know this is like way below your pay grade and talents, but this is the video. You want to press the on it and then we can... Yeah, that's it. Here's the DJ. 
He's on the... Dropped the beat. <laughs> he dropped it. This is the song. Do you remember this one? <laughs> Greatest hits. I mean, I'm not so familiar, but... The people underneath were very excited. Here's the Rav sitting room. I'm gonna... Oh, this no, this is a song. Yeah. And this was a, this was a song that was written after Babasali passed away in the honor of the Babasali. Israel uh. Abuchatzira, who was one of the most the holiest rabbis who lived in Eretz Yisrael, he used to live in the city of Netivot down south. Very very holy rabbi. This was a song written about him after after he passed away. Okay, well, that makes sense because it was uh, you know uh, the Rav was. Babasali was from Morocco also. Babasali so. was from Morocco. And Not was only was Babasali from Morocco, Babasali's family, Abu Khatsera family, yeah. were the rabbis of the district wow. where Arush was born. Wow, wow, wow. So in other words, these are the rabbonim of his family. So it's very appropriate that we had that song and video I posted, Motsi Yom Tov. I mean, Amuna is a big minhag for the Moroccans. Have you been to her? Yes, of course. I think the Rav is in the video. I think I saw the Rav walking, Could getting be, a Yeah, bottle. I walked, of course. I went. I Get went a blessing. Why do I know about it? What? I didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, and you should know also, the Rav's birthday is on the Mimuna. Oh, wow. The Rav himself was born. Well, this year it wasn't yeah. exactly, because this year the yeah. Mimuna was pushed off one day. Ah, the Rav Shabbos. was born yeah. Isru Chag Pesach. Wow. Yes. Eighth day of Pesach. Yes. Which is the this, birthday. And, yeah. this, and this year, the Rav turned 70. Wow. That's yes. And he, how was, how's the Rav doing? Because I haven't Baruch had the merit to see him in person. I see the videos, but... Baruch Hashem, the Rav is feeling much, much better much better yeah, I mean he looks great in Morocco like yes, he's alive yes. he's enjoying himself yeah, yes. but, uh, see that's the simch of Siddiquim they enjoy being by other Siddiquim by Kavarim praying davening learning I think also we need to go to a tour back to England yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy England slightly different rule it's a bit you know? very different and there's uh, there, there are, are Kavarim there are there's there. shots, there shots yes there's, there's the shots are there. Shots are, yeah there, there also are. the shots, yeah. shots I was getting carried away there with the Lechaims um, okay, so good. So let's go to our first question, which hopefully will tie into just what we were asking. Um, when do you think, I know I keep asking this, it's annoying. When is Rav Arish coming back to the class in person? Everyone wants to get a brocha or wants to talk to the Rav or have him. Is there any update on this? Anything we can do to move this forward? It's feelers or... First of all, prayer is the best thing that you can yeah. all do. Always, you can always pray for the Rav, Rav Shalom Ben Yamna, and pray for him to feel better and to become completely healthy. Currently, for the time being, the Rav is on a break. I think he's actually enjoying his break, <laughs> though he is very much wanting to come back and to give Shurim. When we pray that it will be as soon as possible and that you won't have to suffer me instead of him. No, we love the Rav. Until then, of, Both course, you've, of course, you've got to say that because that is your job. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> look, Gedalia, he didn't just post it, right? He what? posted both of you. So. Yes, because he didn't have a choice. He couldn't cut the picture in the middle. No, no, it didn't no, no, look no. good. He, so he that's has comments with Dino Good also. <laughs> no. And I hope you'll get to meet him soon as well because oh, I don't mate. know if you've met. We, we really yeah. pray and hope that the Rav is going to become much stronger and healthy and come back as soon as possible. Okay, and then any words about the situation in the Holy Land with security and the acts of terror around the world, no in Jewish centers, and including Uman Rosh Hashanah. We have a great mix from DJ Hudakris of Uman Rosh Hashanah. So what's, what's, what's the uh, latest if the, from, from a Torah point of view? Sfer Saoma is always a time, always a time through Pesach, and through Sfer Saoma is a time where with a great joy and with a great look towards the final redemption, there are always difficulties 
that come around. It's a time which in the books of Kabbalah is called the time of din, time of judgment. So it's always a bit more of a precarious time. We've got to be more careful. But Baruch Hashem, for people who are looking on the outside and seeing everything that's happened, it seems terrifying. We who live here in Eretz Yisroel, we do have different things that are happening that are very bothering and disturbing, but life is continuing and these things are reminded us we need to pray we need to pray for Am Yisrael we need to pray for Eretz Yisrael we need to pray for redemption we need to pray that the whole world will come under the rule and the regime of the Messiah and everyone will live together in peace as it is written in the book of Isaiah and it just comes to remind us don't stop praying don't feel too calm and relaxed where you are but on the other hand don't get all petrified and worried that's not what the Torah wants Amen. We want peace. Peace on earth. Peace in the Holy Land. And hopefully, Uman Rosh Hashanah. Hopefully, we want peace between the Russians and the Ukrainians. Yeah. We want to go to Uman Rosh Hashanah, be with the Rebbe as the Rebbe, as the Rebbe commanded and the Rebbe told us. That's what we want. You've been? I've not been. I've not been Zaycha. You made a mix. I'm a kushit to, you know, there's the concept yeah. of having a kibbutz. Oh. Um, so, it's Baruch Shem, Shiva, it's like Uman and Shashish. The whole year? <laughs> the whole year. It's like, whole year. Like, <laughs> it's like a Rosh Hashanah. It's very special. Oh. We used to go to the old city before Corona. We all go to the old city, to Diaspora. Wow. And the Holy Shiva would go there. All the rebels would come. It would be beautiful. In the good old days, huh? In the good old days, exactly. Hopefully we'll make these days good too. Yeah. It's not better. Oh, these days are wonderful. We're in good times. We're in wonderful times. We would just, just want them to become better. That's it. Okay, another question to the Rav, just Halakadik, and we'll, we are going to get more to our guest again as well. Haircuts, Simchot, and music during Svir. We already mentioned a bit about the music, but haircuts not so much, and Simchot. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Orchaim in chapter 493, that we have, in these times, we have different customs of mourning because of an upsetting event that happened. We're going to be speaking about this in the continuation of the Shia, but one of the things, one of the ramifications of these halachas is that we refrain from doing simchas in these times until Lagba Omer, don't worry, we're not that far away, we're already on the 15th day of the Omer. It's true. Exactly. So Lagba Omer, we're talking here in about 18 more days. Yeah. For another 18 more days, we need to concentrate, we're going to speak about this in the Shia, on how to treat our fellow men, how to behave towards other people. So we'll push off the simchas. Okay, good. Until Lagba Oh, Hashem. And the haircuts? Haircuts is the same thing. There are different customs about haircuts. When did the 33 days start from? But the common custom, at least here in Eretz Yisrael, is, is that you don't cut your hair from the beginning of Pesach, since you don't cut your hair also on Cholomoyer, and until Lag Baomer itself, Samon Lag Baomer, the Svarim, Paskin on Lamedalet Baomer, the 34th day. There are customs in America that you don't cut your hair from the beginning of Rosh Chodesh Iyar, which is tomorrow, until Shavuos. Everyone follow your own rabbi, speak to your rabbi in your neighborhood, ask him what is the appropriate custom where you live. Amazing. So we're just going to finish off the questions from our wonderful viewers that send them in and make an effort to write them to us by email. However, you want to reach out to me, ellie.goldsmith at breslev.co.il. That wasn't too quick, but it's always on the side, on the, on the underneath the video. We always post all the information there in the description. Um, and then we'll get to our guests and then we'll carry on with the shir the Rav wants to give so much. It's so important and so needed, especially with the Rav Orish's focus on Ben Amlachavere. So the next question is, 
I have a question for the Rav Shlita in his class. First of all, I'm praying for Rav Sholem Arsh's recovery very soon. Bezat Hashem should bless him with healthy, long, happy days in which he can carry on his holy work. Amen. Amen. I want to ask what he would say. What would be the best way of approaching a kev on the yacht side of a sadik? I plan to be by the grave of uh, Shaila from Kerastir this coming week. It might be we already passed that, but nevertheless, it will help for the next visit. I would like to hear from Rabbi Sholem. What would be the best way on here today's Rabbi Elgod? What would be the best way of preparing myself for praying there? Is there anything the Rav is particular about when praying by a keva? Okay, first of all, going to Rabbi Shaila from Kerastir, blessed memory, that is a heilige, heilige place. I was there. Two months ago, when we went on the Kafalef, uh, we went on Kafalef Adar, we went Ad Ad Aleph to the Yotzai, in Melech of Lijansk, we also stopped through Kestir. Unbelievable. Pshayle was a Haley Haley Yid, who his main issue and aspect and focus of life was Benodom Lechavero, was Avas Yisrael, was opening his home and his heart and his kitchen and feeding people and having unbelievable hospitality. Until today, people continue that. So it's a very, very Haley place. First of all, the way to prepare to go into a tzaddik is you should do tshuva. If you can, you should go to the mikveh before you go to the tzaddik's resting place. You should say there a chapter to healing and light a candle for the soul of the tzaddik. When you're going by Reb Shailah of Christia, of course, the best thing to pray is for what Reb Shailah's focus was, which was about Avas Yisrael and Benodom Lechavero. That would be the best thing to focus on. The way to approach a tzaddik, the best way to approach a tzaddik halachically, there's an isu called Doresh el which means when we as Yidden, we come to pray, we pray to Hashem, to Hashem to bestow upon us all the great abundance from heaven. But we ask the tzaddik to take our prayers and to elevate them to Hashem. So the way to pray to a tzaddik is not to ask the tzaddik for something, but it's to say to the tzaddik, tzaddik, I believe you're alive here at your resting place. Please hear my prayers. Please take my prayers up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm praying. You also pray with me. So we are both together praying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bestow upon me what I'm asking for. So remember, you don't ask the tzaddik for things. You ask the tzaddik to pray with you and for you. Wow. Amazing. His answers are really appreciated. Thank you, Rav. And uh, the last question before we get to the Sphira and Ben Amal uh, honoring our fellow man and woman. What does the Torah say about men serving the army? And this is in reference that Rev Elgrod answered awesomely about the women in the army, and we got a lot of positive feedback about that answer. I mentioned it last week when the Rav wasn't here, the feedback. So what does the Rav say now about men serving in the army? First of all, we have to understand that according to the Jewish outlook, the army is a necessity. It's not an ideal. It's something that you have to have in order to protect army Israel and Eretz Israel. When one has to go into the army, one would be recruited in order to save Am Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, etc. In the times of David HaMelech, most of the army was a professional army. Many of them were not even Jews. For the simple reason, David HaMelech preferred for the Jewish people to do what is equally important and is written in the Torah. You sit and learn Torah for the success of the war and other people will battle. So the answer is, if you are needed and it is a necessity for you to go into the army, you have to go into the army. Who decrees about that? We have Chachmi Yisrael, the great Torah sages. The Torah sages, you go to a Torah sage, you go to a great Torah scholar, you ask him, Rabbi, I am needed in the army. Should I be recruited? Should I go into the army? Yes or no? So on the whole, our general outlook is the army is a necessity. It's not something that we ideally want to go into because we're not men of war. Yiddishkeit is about peace. Judaism is about peace. He who makes peace in the heaven will make peace amongst us. When it is a necessity, 
That is something that we have to do, but we will consult our rabbis and our Torah sages and get the correct answer for them. Is it something that is suitable for me or not? Wow, thank you, Rav. So we've really got through the questions amazingly, and we're saving the best for last. But let's go to our guests. We'd like to hear a little bit more about Huda, DJ Hudakris, a.k.a. Yehuda Castell, about his journey, thank God, to the Holy Land, and even before that, and how he got teamed up with people like Nisim and Rav Fisher. I think you work there now, is that right? Uh, Kologa, yeah. Kologa. Oh, Kologa, wow. Yeah. That's the best. Whatever the label Average. is. Average. <laughs> yeah. Special opportunity to Machazik, all the Jews in the, the yeshiva and the world with your music. So let, let's hear a bit about your journey, please. Okay, so I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like I mentioned earlier. I just want to say, for, because you mentioned Rip Shaila, I wanted to share a story about Oh, please Shaila, do. About the, especially because the question was, how do you prepare to go to Rip Shaila? Yeah. So I was there, I was actually to be there right after Sukkot. Wow. And um, we got there, it was Rish actually. And we got there, whatever, where there was... Many years there was challenges and uh, we uh, we couldn't uh, we couldn't spend as much time as we wanted to by Shiloh itself and we were very hungry also so we went to the guest house where there's just an abundance of food uh, 24 and also free food to take, to you take, take yeah, whatever yeah, exactly. you want yeah <laughs> with all those snacks that come Everything. from Israel yeah. Yeah, yeah the blue the red the green <laughs> Shefa Mamish there's Mamish so much Shefa there and so my friend asked the 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 caretaker of the guest house forgot his name but he, he asked him, like, like we want to really daven like you know we asked for a little bit of chazik and he said a story uh, from when Rip Shaila was nifter by the Leviah so one of the last things uh, Rip Shaila said was he called over I think uh, like a, a, a widow um, and told her to like prepare the kitchen he said there's gonna be a lot of people coming in for, for my Leviah for my funeral so please uh, prepare the prepare for the masses and so he did, so she did so he was saying like this is this is what Rip Shiloh wanted he didn't like he knew people were going to be coming and he knew they're going to be hungry so you know don't be sad on my um, by my funeral like rejoice and get yourself satiated whatever you need to do and and that's what he said he's like Rip Shiloh would rather you come and eat in his guest house than than to go diving by his cave to him that's like that's the that's what's that's what's holy that's what's uh that's what you could do in his chus is to say a bracha over food and, and to have in mind uh, the tzaddik. You know, one has to mention that one of the most phenomenal things about Abshayla, he didn't come from a rabbinical dynasty. Abshayla wow. right. was, was born to a simple, simple. Yiddish Hasidish family, but he was such a heilige yid that wow. his rabbis decided that he has got to be a rabbi himself. Wow. So there's hope. What? Yeah. There's hope for all of us. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's going to be the midnight chassidus. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because there was a, there was a private meeting once. I'm not going to get into it all now on this on this channel. But I was sitting with Rasi Meyer Zilberberg with my father, and he said to my father, he "says You never know, your son might be doing this one day." You know, sitting and giving out. And <laughs> my father, my father was so funny. That's why I've got to bring him here. It's just <laughs> the the jokes he made to such a sadik and. Like he, uh, the 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 rub was touching his arm and he had like a nice like tennis tennis kind of cricket sweater, so he said the rub likes this. You want one? I'll get you one. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> can see, see Maya wearing one of those. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Did you know? You know uh, this? Uh, you know the Israeli tennis players are doing really well these days." So Sumaya's like, what? Um, "What about you know? You must know. I just did a Bruce Springsteen concert. Sounds like a Jewish name. No, <laughs> you must have heard of him." And then he was like going through all these like Jewish names. And the Rav was like, looked at him and said, I don't know 
you know, all these people you're saying, but look at all these swarms. Do you know them? You see all these books around me? And it was like thousands of books. He'd been to the rest of my office. I've seen them. I haven't been to So in, in his office is thousands of books, you know, and he was, my father was like, oh, see, so he's got a sense of humor also. <laughs> I said, Ellie, what happened to your sense of humor? And they're both like nudging me, you know, like, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to like. And you decided the best thing to do is play the UN. Silence. Be a man of peace. I know, no, I'm, I'm with both sides. I'm not yeah. taking. I wish they were man of peace. Yes. All right. All right. Anyway, all right. Um, so let's so, hear from Rav Castell now. So, yeah, so I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, family of eight kids. Can I know her? Eight. Later on, I was already pretty grown up when my youngest sister was born. But uh, oh. so it was really seven. I grew up with seven. I was at home with seven. Um, high school in Denver and Muncie. Um, and then I came there to Israel four years ago to learn about uh, Fisher's yeshiva and uh, that's Hashkacha process in itself how I ended up there like it totally was not applying to that yeshiva <laughs> never I don't think I ever until this day I don't think I ever applied had well, an interview but it was like 10 minutes you know huh. one of those and it's meant it was just, to be uh, it was just meant to be mamish um, my DJ career started in high school uh, like I said I was a bored bacher <laughs> who liked uh, electronic music and I picked it up and, you know, I was able to get away with uh, ditching Night Seder because I had a niece that lived, I had a brother who lives in uh, Muncie. So I was always able to say, I'm going to babysit, but realized I going to do gigs. <laughs> and, uh, and Baruch Hashem, I got involved with High Lifeline, which really built up my career. Um, gave me a voice, I guess, to, to the broader Jewish world. Um, that's where I've been spending my summers up in, I guess this year will probably be different just because I'm married. Well. But, uh, and yeah, that's a camp for kids with cancer and chronic illnesses. Um, so I was, uh, I was able to go there and uh, do my thing and, you know, really build up myself as a, as a DJ, my DJ persona. And, uh, and I, um, yeah, I was like, you know, this, this is what I could do with this. Let's see if I could, uh, you know, continue to help people and make people happy and, uh, so I continued doing it once I came there. So my first year, um, I never, till this day, I never put in any money into, uh, maybe I think, oh, this year was the first year I put in, uh, I put in 200 shekel into, wow. <laughs> into getting my name out there, into advertising. And um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bracha that uh, I was able to get uh, out there without having to really uh, make that much noise. And um, so, who have you featured with? Everyone likes some names, you know. Have I featured with um, Nissan? Is really the only person I've really featured. Nissan so, Black, yeah, yeah. Nissan Black is the. How do you discover you uh, coming to the Shiva? So yeah, so it went back by Corona. It was a, one of the brachas of Corona was that we uh, we we wanted we felt in the Shiva we need to be mechazik the guys, um, and I was put in charge of uh, one of the people in charge of making the events over Cholamite and stuff because it was lockdown and twenty. 20 circus, I guess. Yeah, yeah 20, 20 circus. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it was locked down in Israel. So we um, so we do an event every night at Cholmud. And Raf Fisher has a shaykhus with Nisim from years back. I don't know how far back that goes, but they have a shaykhus. Yeah, he told me so, when I saw him. Um, yeah. He had been in Yeshiva. Yosef Brown was a was a Avrich in Yeshiva as well uh, a few years back. Uh, so there was already that connection there. Um, and we went to book him, so I went and booked him. And, uh, Bypass me. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I, was, I don't remember. I think I, I, I went think straight I went to the Aaron. man yeah, himself. I think I went straight to Aaron. Because yeah. I went first. I went to Rafisher. Rafisher's like, oh, here's the agent's number. So yeah. His manager's number, or whatever he said. 
Uh, so I went spoke with Aaron, and we got Nissan to come, and, and it was booked, and I told Aaron, listen, like, I'm a DJ, like, I could do his tracks. If he needs someone to do his tracks, I could play his tracks for him. Um, and he's like, okay, sure, there's not going to be any money for you, but you could do it. I'm like, I don't need any money. Like, <laughs> like I'll do it for the, for the fun of it. And so we did that show. We did an hour show for Fishers, and there was a tremendous chemistry up there so. together. And right then he's like, okay, Uma next year, me and you. <laughs> you know, he yeah. was like, he was very into it from the beginning, and I was too. And I was saying, we, we hit it off, Baruch Hashem. And uh, so, yeah, so that continued uh, slightly, and, you know, that relationship continued. There wasn't much going on until this past circus, we did a show in Yerushalayim, which was through you, Ellie. And for, well, who was that for? It was for, for the Friendship Circle. Friendship Circle, right. And. Chad Albaz was there. Chad Albaz, right, and a uh, few other people. And it went viral. And, the, yeah, well, I guess so. That did one it, went. It, it, did, well, it did go online, and it did do a good video, and it did get around. Thanks. It was a very nice setup. That had a yeah, very nice it was very professionally it looked very, done. looked very weird. But one went viral was your wedding. That was yes. the one. <laughs> yes, but that, that's, like, that's yeah, already... That's already later on. It was later on, so that, that was the month ago. And then, um, and then I was going to be in America for Hanukkah this year, and I knew Nissan was going on tour. I'm like, okay, I already have this shaykhus with Nisim. Like, let me get in there. Let me, uh, you know, slide in there as his tour DJ. So I hit up Aaron again. I hit up his manager and I said, uh, listen, I'm going to be in America anyways. Let's like work on some of the dates because I know Nisim likes me as a DJ and I'm going to, so, you know, let's try to work this out. And uh, Baruch Hashanah worked out. I was able to do like three out of six of the East Coast part of the tour. Um, and that was great. We spent a lot of time in the car together. Had a lot of laughs. Had a, you know, he didn't really sleep in the car. He couldn't really fall asleep. But I, you know, a lot of bonding time in the car with David as well, the last week's guest. And um, yeah, Baruch Hashem, we just had an amazing tour. A lot, we were able to bring a lot of joy to people that are not so affiliated. I think that was the goal of those shows was to you know broaden his uh, his audience a little bit. And when we heard the good news, he just uh, did a deal with HBO. Yeah, Nissan just yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, they're doing a documentary, a show, comedy, a movie, Com- a combination like yeah. Motherland Bounce about his life. So we have to hear from Nissan himself. Yeah, yeah. To bring I, him I in at some point. About it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's a big news, and uh, he he asked the Rav first. When he remember when he he was here with the Rav, he got the blessing from Rav Shalom Morish for it. Wow. And people are nervous, you know, because it's mainstream already. It's very mainstream Hollywood's. Mm-hmm level stuff but uh let's hope he'll be a kiddush hashem yeah i think that's shine a lot of joy and light to the world and truth won't get distorted in any way so he actually got the green light i think yeah Yeah, on the tour i remember like aaron called like okay we're like that's it like it looks like this deal is uh is happening so yeah it's very it's it's very exciting for him um so yeah so then so that was the tour was successful and um so yeah, I don't know how it came about, but people just started filming me. I always like I, I my goal was to always bring the energy um, to DJing. I you know I got uh, my uh, uh, personality of, to entertain. I got it from my grandfather. All of Shum's Yurtzeit's actually coming out first oh. Yurtzeit, and he was an entertainer. He was the funniest person I knew. He used to do stand up comedy in the show, oh. like on Perm oh. and stuff, and he was just a very silly but normal person and he was a tremendous kid and a tremendous impact on my life he was very present in my life 
so so I definitely got a lot of his personality to entertain people. I always felt the need to entertain uh, from a young kid. Um, so as when I became a DJ, you know, I'm I'm not just gonna stand there and and DJ like I wanna dance and bring the energy and like you know bring a good positive vibe. And I guess people connected to that, and uh, people started whipping out their phones. <laughs> And it just, you know, one video, I, I, the first video that went viral was from a, was in the summer, I believe. It was a wedding I did right before the summer, I think. Maybe it was right after the summer, I don't remember when it was even. Um, and it was Israeli, it was Israeli wedding, so they're wow. totally not, you know, expecting. they don't know, they, yeah. they don't expect, like, a Hasidic guy is a Hasidic guy, we don't expect them to do anything crazy. And there was this one song that I fell in love with. I was like, I'm playing this by every event, this and that. And I just was feeling the vibe on that song when I played it. And I just, I went crazy. I, I couldn't hold back. And and since there was such a chiddush to these Israelis that I'm up yeah, there anyway. They were talking about to, it still. To, to it's still with. going around, these videos. And see them still. So they filmed it and, and it got sent around to various places. Um... And this is actually not the first viral video. The first viral video was from After Sukkis. Um That was that was very funny. I should have sent you that video. I think I did actually, maybe. Yeah. Whatever. I could send it to you after. It's a video of me. So since I'm in High Lifeline, we like to dress up. We do whatever we can to make the kids happy. And uh, so I put on like this one piece, uh, like pineapple costume. It's like oh, a swim. So I, I don't know if it's a swimsuit. I don't know what it is. It just looks hilarious, especially on me because I have a beard and pants. Yeah. So I wore that, and the videographer, the photographer at that specific event, it was for one of the marathons, the Chayinu Marathon, and uh, it got sent around to every Israeli WhatsApp chat. As I was told, oh. it was like on news sites. It was crazy, and it's just, it's me like in the zone, like in this costume. Oh. It's just it's hilarious to people who I guess don't know me. And uh, so that was the first video. So then so people already were talking about me. People have been it obviously, talking about it. Obviously, me. it wasn't that bad because you still managed to get married. Yes, yeah. after yeah, yeah. the pineapple. That video. was always. The people always yeah. say like, "Dude, you have to like watch yourself." <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, like anyone who's gonna. Be no, you married the right family. I don't want to marry. You married that. into Rabbi Gersey. <laughs> we'll we'll bring him one time. Rabbi Gersey doesn't have yeah. that issue in his yeah, family. Exactly. Not That's that he right. married. He married his daughter. So we yeah. know that both the mother and the father have only a good eye. I mean, I, I have a message from them about this year. They were so excited that you're coming, and it's right. only good things to say. I just want to jump in there about the High Lifeline, the Shkacha Pratis Divine Providence that happened this week. There's another person we hope to bring at some point called Shol Blinkoff. I don't know if you've heard of Sol Blinkoff. Sol, Sol Blinkoff works for Netflix. I mean, he's a, uh, originally an animator for Disney, but he's been doing Netflix, Dream, what's it called? Oh, I know from your status. You yeah, Dream, what's his Dream? Uh, Dreamworks. Dreamworks and Pixar and all these different oh. big, big companies. He's director, producer, animator. And the amazing thing is that he came across us and through basically Nissan bringing me to LA 2017. And what happened, unfortunately, what awakened the connection i was already connected a little bit with the wife talking about in the medieval times before before bc before so i was in i was in la and i was managing this at that time and we went and did a show at high lifeline for for them and the the person volunteering and running it that specific event was the husband the wife of the of uh shaw blinkoff marianne blinkoff and 
we stayed in touch somehow through maybe through Nissim, I think through the tour. She wants some information because her husband's now speaking, and that's how I connect now. He wants to do more and more speaking jobs and get more out there. So anyway, so he, I mean, he's already out there, but even more out there. So uh, his wife mentioned that unfortunately, a boy, a young boy, one of the boys from the program who was dancing with Nissim in 2017, singing Hashem Melech passed away in a tragedy and, and had about a year ago, uh, must have been a week or two, a year ago, his first yacht site. And uh, they were, were asking around for any videos from that time when he sang with Nissim because that was Nissim was his hero. So I had them all. I'd uploaded them all to YouTube, but I never posted them. They were all just sitting there in my YouTube folder. So I, I went there and I saw they were all there and I made them public with their permission and sent them to the family and they were so happy and dedicated them to the family and we'll also make a dedication now for the for this beautiful Nishama. he's uh he was it was a very special event i remember it's it, touching something special that moment i'm just going to look for the name as well um for the family the arnold family for their son they asked us to make a dedication to let me get the name noah Making sure I get the name right. This is dedicated to Noah, uh, Noah Din Ben Shevach, to the comfort of the Arnold family there just after their first shot site. And it's amazing how the inspiration 2017 came out in 2021 when, she, when the boy passed away and gave some nachas that they could revisit the boy, like, you know, you know, they had a moment that they would have not had if it wasn't for those kind of events. So you never know, like when you bring people on stage or you're inclusive and involve people and it could touch on them in a profound way that it could be like eternal. Yeah. And uh, I think that leads perfectly. We'll, we'll come back to you before we finish the class to the Rav Dine Elgitz. Can I, can I, can I yeah. ask? Yeah, please. You put a question. I'd, I'd like to ask. It's also connected to Sfiya Sa'omi and the whole issue of the Nodah Yeah, exactly. I'd like to ask you because I, I always, let's put it this way, if I wasn't a rabbi, I would like to deal with music. I think music is unbelievable. It's very powerful. But the question is, I'm not, obviously I'm not that musical. My parents did try to send me to piano classes when <laughs> I was younger. I think the piano teacher was delighted that I got up and left. <laughs> and my father's unbelievable. My father plays seven musical instruments. He's an unbelievable autodidact with music. Taught them all himself. Wow. What do you feel? What is the power of music to connect people? Because you see when a person plays music, touches people, people disregard all the differences between them. It makes no difference how they look, where they come from, what their background is. You see them all dancing together, hugging together. There's love connecting between them. Why does music do that? Why does music connect people? Good question. It's a very good question. That's a good question. Yeah, we got to ask that. Not an easy one, especially for the sphere. (laughs) Yes, Um, it's. I'm sure there's many answers. The one just ringing my head right now is I think by the base of Miklash is like part of the korban was that the Levim stopped doing the avayda, and that's music. That was now it's connecting. The main aspect of the Levim was music. It was music, and that's what connected everyone. Everyone felt connected to that. So then. Once that was lacking, of course there's going to be problems with Ben Adam Lechaver because there's not that connection through music. Whatever music brings upon the world, music is is the deepest of the deep. I still don't fully understand what music does, and I, I still I remember someone asking me uh, if people if you could get emotionally attached to electronic music, like specifically DJ music, and I told them I do. I don't know why, but I do. I do. It talks to me. The whole new generation like, totally into yeah. 
I mean, I, look at the kids. What are they on? They're listening to they're trance listening. and what? dance. And Let me ask you a question. If a person can be connected to classical music, <laughs> why can he not connect to electronic music? Right? Yeah. Music is music. The instruments currently are irrelevant. Yeah, yeah but classical music like, brings chokhmah. I don't know if this music... Brings other things, <laughs> depending on who's I'll, singing. I'll, I'll, right, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something that I, yeah. I see when I see people, yeah. when I see people dancing. I can see that music is, is in what I see, the way I see it, it is a language that penetrates the barriers and goes directly into your soul. If you connect it, that's it. It just penetrates all the barriers and it goes into the deep core of your soul and everything else is forgotten. And in the deep core of our soul, we're all exactly the same thing. We're all We're all part of the divine infinity of Hashem. So, and that's the music just does it. Would that be a good, a good way yeah, to explain definitely. it? Definitely. And it's also it breaks uh, it breaks barriers because you'll see uh, these musicians on stage and you'll see they're not okay. They don't look like me. They're like a different sect of uh, of Judaism. They're either not affiliated. They're either Litvish or Chabad, Breslau, whatever they are. And but they're giving over something that I can, can connect to, and and there's just it's like it's like it's, it's a language. Music is a language, and it's, yeah. everyone can speak that language because it's it's, it's like, a unifier. Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a unifier. One of the things when I was on a conference of, for the Web three for NFTs, like where the technology is heading, you know, because it is going to a new stage with virtuality, AR, VR, AI. It's it, things are developing beyond even what we're doing here. You know, we should know that. But there's steps and steps ahead of us, what's going on out there. And even charities now are using NFTs to develop campaigns. And there's a lot of interesting things going on. Musicians are using NFT campaigns to, yeah. for their fan base. It's, it's a new level of uh, what we have to be aware of over here. But um, just to come back to what we're saying, so one of the people on the conference said that music is a medicine. That's what they said. Music is, is a medicine for the soul. It heals people. It relates Definitely. to people. It comforts people. It's amazing the power of it. This let's, is, let's say it in a more yeah. English way. Music is a remedy for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> remedy. <laughs> remedy. Unbelievable. It is. Yeah. Uh, you want to know something? That, in my opinion, is one of the reasons why in times of mourning, we're not supposed to listen to music. Because music is such a powerful tool that can make us happy that when we listen to music, we forget what we're supposed to think about. Yeah. We forget the period we're in. I'm looking at you also, Rebuta. I'll tell you what it reminds me. It reminds me the first time one of my favorite guitar players, who I personally am very close to and I love very much, is Rebbe Nachum Herman. Oh. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's in our studio. Now, sitting in the chair. Yes. Now, I, I remember you the first it. time I, I, I saw, I saw mm. Rebbe Nachum playing the guitar. Now, you know, this Hasidish mm. Yid gets on with an electronic guitar and I'm thinking to myself he was my wedding guy what mm -hmm. is he doing Shit. with an electronic guitar and suddenly he starts playing and I'm going whoa yeah that's like you know that's the last thing you'd expect and it's yeah. unbelievable that these contradictions the connection that they make right. I think that's also one of your powerful right I was gonna point as a that DJ that now that I now that we're having this conversation I can see like oh okay and that kind of makes sense that people connect to me because um, it's something that's not normal um, whatever normal means but uh, it's something that like it works like who says that they can't do this he's he's going and doing something that he's passionate about he's compassionate about I'm not saying specifically I'm saying anyone who's a musician who looks a certain way and, or dresses a certain way it's um, it's how they can connect to other people it's how they can connect to themselves one of, one of my rabbis once told me that the goal of Yiddishkeit is for differences to bring to unity 
And I think with you, it's the, the contradiction. It unites things together. I mean, it unifies things in a way that people wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Hey, imagine what would happen if I become a DJ. DJ Whoa. Diane. That'll be the first. First Diane. You have to wear the frock and the hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that would no. be great. I, I think everyone has to maintain their, somewhat their... No, no, I'm sorry. No. I, I disagree with you. I think that everyone has their lane that their heart draws them towards it's it. True. And lanes tend to change. It's and true. it's not You're a bad right. thing, it's a good thing. You're right. Okay, good. So maybe I'll open a competition with you. So Rav, <laughs> as, before we get to DJ uh DJ battle, is that what they call it? DJ battle? It's like yeah, a rap battle. So, yeah. Before we get a DJ battle between the two of <laughs> No, no, no. Here, I'm not in the field yet. And I'll vote that, you know, yeah. for sure DJ Hudakris wins um, and ruin the, the, the nice screen up there as well because my hands are moving around. But anyway, uh, we'd like to hear about Ben Amlachavera. First of all, I think that we'll keep the main part of Ben Amlachavera for yeah. the next class because okay. we're already, I think, passing on time. Sure. I'd, like, I'd like to speak about one point, Please. which is which is, I think, the main point of this time. We just now came out of Pasha's Kadoshim. Pasha's Kadoshim is a Pasha filled with different commandments of Ben Adam Lechaveru, how we're supposed to treat our fellow men, loving everyone, paying a person who works for me on time, not lying, not cheating on monetary issues, not holding a grudge back, all these different codes that tell us how we're supposed to behave. And Sefer Saom is all, is, is all about this because the Gemara says in Tractate Yuvamas on page 62 on the second side that the reason we're mourning today is because the students of Rabbi Akiva passed away in these times because they didn't respect each other. The Gemara doesn't say that they disrespected each other. The Gemara doesn't say that they were treating each other in a despicable way. The Gemara says they didn't respect each other. Which means even that is such a severe thing. And these times come to teach us that we're supposed to respect everyone. Rabbi Natan of Breslev used to say that he can understand the whole Torah, but he can't understand the heart of one Yid. The heart, the soul of a person is something so deep and intense. You never know who's sitting next to you. You never know who, how, how Hashem is so happy with him and where he's holding. And it just teaches us how we've got to take a look at this world in a very, very different way than we do today because we're very judgmental. So you look at a person and you'd see, like, for example, someone like, like DJ Yuda, yeah? You hudikrist. You look at him and you'd think, well, what does he got to do with electronic music? And you suddenly see him and you can realize the beauty of all these differences bringing into uni unifying them together. And this is a great lesson for us. Look at the soul. And at the soul, everything is pure. Everything is holy. Everything is unique. And that's how we need to regard each other. Wow. Beautiful way to end the class. United souls, unity. We are here, thank God, our 69th class. Um, we would like to just end off with one more word from our guest, DJ Hudakris, a.k.a. Yehuda Castell. We'd like to ask you what's your dream and hope for yourself, for your family, please God, and your special unique mission, and how we can help you over here, or whoever, whatever your long-term plan is, what you hope to achieve, and uh, we can give you that blessing that should be Makayim. And uh, we just thank again that we'll have Rav Dainer we'll continue this conversation with Ben Amlachaver. We see how much needed it is. And uh, yeah, we thank everyone who joins us weekly. Share this at Muna Global. Whoever wants to check out some of the music of Huda, DJ Huda Chris, you can Google it DJ Huda Chris, H U D A C R I S. And you can also check him out on, on Instagram, Instagram yeah. DJ um, underscore. 
DJ Hudaquis. That's an easy way to find him. His Instagram or YouTube. You can has a few videos up. We'll put hopefully one or two at the end of this class. And uh, yeah, let's hear final words, and we'll assign the class. So thank you again for having me. This was a big success. I'm honored to be here. Um, one one of the quotes my yeshiva were very into quotes. Rav Fisher is very into quotes, and one of his biggest quotes is is be the change you want to see in the world. And I I really like that quote, and I really connected that quote. And uh, my dream and my mission, I guess would say I would say, is is to deepen the relationship with myself so I could be the change I want to see in the world I want to if I want to if I see you know um, someone doing something that I don't like um, so I have to ask myself what what would I do in that situation and then I have to change what I would really do in that situation to make it positive and then I'll be able to see because if I'm doing it positive then that guy's going to do it positive and um, that's really what I, what I would like to give over to other people is um is to connect with yourself, understand yourself. Um, like uh, Stephen Covey says, uh, seek to understand and to be understood. Yeah, it's the hardest habit, the fifth the habit. Is it the fifth? Is it yeah. the seventh habit, no? It's fifth. Oh, seven for sharpening the sword. Right, right. yeah, right, you know right, how I know? Because it's connected to spheres. Connected right. to spheres to Omer. Like yeah. it's the fifth sphere is Hod, Hachna. So this genius non-Jewish guy, Stephen Covey, wrote these universal principles and habits. The fifth one is... Is, is, it's all about is, is, to, understand. to really listen. It's a hood. And yeah. and yeah, and that's and and that's what um, that's what Ben Adam is all about. Also, yes, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. And I'm very into self love, very into self care. And uh, you have to, yeah, people will have to take care of yourself. Learn what you like. Learn what you don't like. Um, deal with your traumas. Deal with your anxiety. Deal with your depression. Because um, at the end of the day, all you have is yourself, and uh, if you're not helping yourself, then you're not really helping anyone. Um, and it's a, it's 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 a, it's very hard to to navigate that because because a, a very common escape that I see in people is is let me go help that person, and then you get to know that they're really just going to help those people because they're escaping themselves, they can't deal with themselves, um, and it's a, yeah, it's a challenge and. Uh, that's what I would like to give over to people. That's what I like to uh, represent. Is 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 you? Be the be you. Be you. Do you? Be the true you. Be the true you. Amen. And we'll end off with a song. Hopefully, in a moment, you'll see. Stick around to hear whoever those who who want. And thank again, Rav Dine Algod. He's got a big, big mivchanim, big test for the kollel. And you know it was Masiris Nevish, Masiris Nevish for the team to come early. For me, I'm downstairs anyway, so I just walked up the stairs and I was late. So, uh, you know, it just shows you. You are English. Yes, yeah, so I'm English. Well, I was like two minutes or something. Yeah, you know, okay. I was actually, whatever. I have my reasons. Well, Hashem. Next, we'll be hopefully Tuesday, new time for my class, weekly class. We'll be doing our 70th class, hopefully with my father, of Mayor David Cohen. I get to say it here, Goldsmith, Martin Goldsmith, he'll be here hopefully in the studio. Pray that everyone gets to the Holy Land safely. Kibbutz Goliath, you know. <laughs> My father last time got sent home, that was a year ago. Wow. It's been two and a half years thanks to this whole time wow. period. I haven't seen the grandchildren except for one daughter who came to London. But, you know, Baruch Hashem, you know, so we should make everyone have the kayak to have connection and be to join us weekly and to join their family and friends in person everything should be good and we hope hope and pray continually for our orish to join us again in the studio will he be wearing his new moroccan clothing 
Well, we'll have to wait and see, yeah? Amen. <laughs> he can Looking wear whatever forward. he wants. Just be here. Just come to the class. Okay, and then we've got lots of other guests. Maybe we'll he'll talk wear about another time. costume. Pineapple? I Pi- doubt it. Pineapple costume. I know Ravorish is very open to dressing up <laughs> from Purim and other things, but I think it will be that. It's, what is it? Uh, what kind of hat is it? And the what? It's frog? called. It's got. It's like it's called galabia. It's a. Uh, it's a Moroccan clothing and a Moroccan hat. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. You look beautiful. Thank God to everyone getting back to their roots, including the Rav. So we're praying for this opportunity. And thank you again for joining us, Semitic Class. Good job, studio. Let's end the class. We've all thrown in a song. And thank you again for coming. Course, be blessed. You for Everything you're Amen. asking for should be Makaim. Amen. Thank you. Okay, brilliant, guys. Everyone say goodbye. It's good. We're going to have to ask, send us them and. Yeah, they did it last time, hang on. You're a DJ, right? Yes. You're a Hasidic Shabbacha. Yes. How does a Hasidic Shabbacha become a DJ? It's fascinating. I mean, how does that happen? So there's many, there's many answers, I guess I could say. Um, but the one I'll stick with is my upbringing. I grew up in Milwaukee, and the Torsky Shoot was Kehila. And our family's Baruch Hashem, a very close kasher, and that's the environment that I, I grew up in. My father was always, you know, the Chassidus, the Torsky Chassidus is very open-minded and very, you know, like uh, the, the Rebbe's brother, Rebbe Dr. Torsky, was, uh, you know, a doctor in, in various things, went to university for years and practiced in... One of the know, most famous world experts exactly. for addictions. Right, right. Yeah, he started, he, he really, you know, made it... Uh, acceptable in the, in the Jewish world to go to rehab and to, you know, find yourself in that way. Um, so I was surrounded by, you know, the possibility to explore, and, uh, and I always had a connection from, to music. My family's very musical, and this, this specific uh, type of music I, I was drawn to, and uh, I was a bored high school bucker, and <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I decided I would uh, pick up on DJing, so... I did, and you know there was something there, and uh, people were drawn to it. I was drawn to it, and it, uh, yeah, it's beautiful to be able to have that connection with music and with people. I know that Rabbi Tversky always speaks about taking the different tools that this world has to offer, and to combine them with Yiddishkeit, to make them part right. of Yiddishkeit. Right, definitely. Yeah, it's it's. I'm saying it's brought down in, in everywhere. So it's it's uh, uh, from my Roshiva, He's brought it out out of the Nesiyos Sharm. Um, I don't know the exact quote, but he said, like, you know, Hashem created Gashmias for us to enjoy. It's not like we're not supposed to enjoy it. And there's ways to enjoy it, you know. And Translating physicality, yeah? Right, yeah, exactly. It's just for our And the secret is to speaking. funnel it yeah. in the correct direction. The correct direction. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, you could go to the beach, and, and, and it could be a mitzvah to go to the beach. You know, if it's going to uplift you and help you, help you go, you know, go daven better or learn better, and in that exact moment, it's a mitzvah for you to go to the beach or, you know, go DJ or whatever it is. And um, and it helps people, too, because, you know, a lot of people I deal with um, are people that aren't so connected. And they connect to music. And, you know, it's better that they're with me. <laughs> instead and when of you funnel the music in a yeah. Jewish and a kosher way, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. It gives them the ability to... To be able to listen channel, to you yeah, to channel it yeah and one of my favorite compliments i ever got someone someone every time i do a, a i work for high lifeline it's an organization that helps kids with cancer 
Um, so there's one specific in, individual in the, in the organization who every time I do an event, they come up to me and they say, it's incredible that you can do something Jewish with this. And, it, and, it, and, it, yeah, wow. and it's, uh, it's very powerful every time I hear that. It's like, it makhazik me to, to continue. And uh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful that Baruch uh, could help people in that way. So look, as DJ, I know this is like way below your pay grade and talents, but this is the video. You want to press the on it and then we can. Yeah, that's it. Here's the DJ. He's on the. Drop the beat. He dropped it. This is the song. Do you remember this one? <laughs> Greatest hits. I mean, I'm not so familiar, but the people underneath are very excited. Here's the Rav sitting with Mimuna. Oh, this no. This is a song. Yeah. This was a, this was a song that was written after Baba Sali passed away in the honor of Baba Sali. Oh. Israel Abu Hatzira, who was one of the most the holiest rabbis who lived in Eretz Israel. He used to live in the city of Netivot down south. Very very holy rabbi. So this was a song written about him after after he passed away. Okay, well, that makes sense because it was uh, you know uh, the rab was. It, Baba Sali was from Morocco also. Baba so. Sali was from Morocco. And Not was, was Baba Sali from Morocco. Baba Sali's family, a Bukhatsera family, yeah. were the rabbis of the district wow. where Arush was born. Wow, wow, wow. So in other words, these are the rabbonim of his family. So it's very appropriate that we had that song and video I posted, Motsi Yomtev. I mean, Amuna is a big minhag for the Moroccans. Have you been to her? Yes. I think the rub is in the video. I think I saw the rub walking, Could getting be, a Yeah, I walked, of course. I went. I Get went a blessing. Why do I know about it? What? I didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, and you should know also, the yeah. Rav's birthday is on the Mimuna. Oh, wow. The Rav himself was born. Well, this year it wasn't yeah. exactly, because this year the yeah. Mimuna was pushed off one day. Ah, the Rav Shabbos, was born yeah. on Isru Chag Pesach. Wow. Yes. Eighth day of Pesach. Yes. Which is and this, this, birthday. And, yeah. this, and this year, the Rav turned 70. Wow. Must have. Yes. And he, how was, how's the Rav doing? Because I haven't Baruch had the merit to see him in person. I see the videos, but... Baruch Hashem, the Rav is feeling much, much better. Much better. Yeah, I mean, he looks great in Morocco, like yes, he's alive. Yes. He's enjoying himself. Yeah, <laughs> See, that's the simch of Siddiquim. They enjoy being by other Siddiquim, by Kavarim, praying, davening, learning. I think also we need to go to a tour back to England. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy England. Slightly different rules. It's a bit right? very different. And there's, uh, there, there are, are Kavarim, there's there. the shots. Yes, there's the shots of Rebbe there. Shots yeah, there. Also, are. the shots. Yeah. shots. <laughs> I was getting carried away there with the Lachimes. Um, okay, so good. So let's go to our first question, which hopefully will tie into just what we were asking. Um, when do you think, I know I keep asking this, it's annoying. When is Rav Oresh coming back to the class in person? Everyone wants to get a bracha or wants to talk to the Rav or have him. Is there any update on this? Anything we can do to move this forward? It's feelers or... First of all, prayer is the best thing that you can yeah. all do. Always, you can always pray for the Rav, Rav Shalom Ben Yamna, and pray for him to feel better and to become completely healthy. Currently, for the time being, the Rav is on a break. I think he's actually enjoying his break, <laughs> though he is very much wanting to come back and to give Shurim. When we pray that it will be as soon as possible and that you won't have to suffer me instead of him. No, we love the Rav. Until then, of, course, you, of course, you've got to say that because that is your job. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> look, Gedalia, he didn't just post the Rav. He posted both of you. So. Yes, because he didn't have a choice. He couldn't cut the picture in the middle. No, no, it didn't no, no, look he, good. He, so he that's has commented with Dino God also. <laughs> no. I hope you'll get to meet him soon as well because oh, I don't man. know if you've met. We, we really yeah. pray and hope that the Rav is going to become much stronger and healthy and come back as soon as possible. Okay, and then any words about the situation in the Holy Land with security and the acts of terror around the world, no in Jewish centers, 
and including Uman Rosh Hashanah. We have a great mix from DJ Hudakris of Uman Rosh Hashanah. So what's, what's, what's the uh, latest if the, from, from a Torah point of view? Sfer Saoma is always a time, always a time through Pesach and through Sfer Saoma is a time where with a great joy and with a great look towards the final redemption, there are always difficulties that come around. It's a time which in the books of Kabbalah is called a time of din, time of judgment. So it's always a bit more of a precarious time. We've got to be more careful. But Baruch Hashem, for people who are looking on the outside and seeing everything that's happened, it seems terrifying. We who live here in Eretz Yisrael, we do have different things that are happening that are very bothering and disturbing, but life is continuing, and these things are reminded us we need to pray. We need to pray for Am Yisrael, we need to pray for Eretz Yisrael, we need to pray for redemption, we need to pray that the whole world will come under the rule and the regime of the Messiah, and everyone will live together in peace, as it is written in the book of Isaiah, and it just comes to remind us, don't stop praying. Don't feel too calm and relaxed where you are. But, on the other hand, don't get all petrified and worried. That's not what the Torah wants. Amen. We want peace. Peace on earth. Peace in the Holy Land. And hopefully, Uman Rosh Hashanah. Hopefully, we want peace between the Russians and the Ukrainians. We yeah. want to go to Uman Rosh Hashanah, be with the Rebbe as the Rebbe, as the Rebbe commanded and the Rebbe told us. That's what we want. You've been? I've not been. I've not been Zeicha. You made a mix. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a kush to, you know, there's a concept yeah. of having a kibbutz. Oh. Um, so, it's Baruch Shem, Yeshiva, it's like Uman and, and Fishers. Very nice. The whole year? <laughs> the whole year. It's like the whole month, year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Rosh It's very special. Uh, we used to go to the old city before Corona. We all go to the old city, to the diaspora. Wow. And the whole Yeshiva would go there. All the rabbis would come. It would be beautiful. In the good old days, huh? In the good old days, exactly. Hopefully we'll make these days good too. Yeah. Oh, not better. Oh, these days are wonderful. We're in good times. We're in wonderful times. We would just, just want them to become better. That's it. Okay, another question to the Rav, just halakhidik, and we'll, we are going to get more to our guest again as well. Haircut, simchot, and music during Sphere. We already mentioned a bit about the music, but haircuts not so much, and simchot. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Orchaim in chapter 493, that we have, in these times, we have different customs of mourning because of an upsetting event that happened. We're going to be speaking about this in the continuation of the Shia, but one of the things, one of the ramifications of these halachas is that we refrain from doing simchas in these times until Lagba Omer. Don't worry, we're not that far away. We're already on the 15th day of the Omer. It's true. Exactly. So Lagba Omer, we're talking here in about 18 more days. Yeah. For another 18 more days, we need to concentrate, we're going to speak about this in the Shia, on how to treat our fellow men, how to behave towards other people. So we'll push off the simchas. Okay, good. Until Lagbama. Oh, Hashem. And the haircuts? Haircuts is the same thing. There are different customs about haircuts. When did the 33 days start from? But the common custom, at least here in Eretz Yisrael, is that you don't cut your hair from the beginning of Pesach, since you don't cut your hair also on Cholomoyer, and until Lagba Omer itself, Samon Lagba Omer, the Svarim, Paskin on Lamed Dalet, Baomer, the 34th day. There are customs in America that you don't cut your hair from the beginning of Rosh Chodesh Iyar, which is tomorrow, until Shavuos. Everyone follow your own rabbi, speak to your rabbi in your neighborhood, ask him what is the appropriate custom where you live. Amazing. So we're just going to finish off the questions. 
from our wonderful viewers that send them in and make an effort to write them to us by email. However, you want to reach out to me, ellie.goldsmith at breslev.co.il. That wasn't too quick, but it's always on the side on the on the, underneath the video. We always post all the information there in the description. Um, and then we'll get to our guests and then we'll carry on with the share that Rav wants to give so much. It's so important and so needed, especially with the Rav Orish's focus on Benam Lechavere. So the next question is, I have a question for the Rav Shlita and his class. First of all, I'm praying for Rav Sholem Arsh's recovery very soon. Bezat Hashem should bless him with healthy, long, happy days in which he can carry on his holy work. Amen. Amen. I want to ask what he would say. What would be the best way of approaching a kev on the yacht side of a sadik? I plan to be by the grave of Shaila from Kerastir this coming week. Might be we already passed that, but nevertheless, it will help for the next visit. I would like to hear from Rav Sholem. What would be the best way on here today's Rav Elgod? What would be the best way of preparing myself for praying there? Is there anything the Rav is particularly about when praying by a keva? Okay, first of all, going to Rav Shaila from Kerastir, blessed memory, that is a heilige, heilige place. I was there. Two months ago, when we went on the Kafalif, uh, we went on Kafalif Adar, we went Adalif to the Yod site in Mamelech of Lijansk, we also stopped through Kestir. Unbelievable. Bishayel, was a Haley Haleyid who his main issue and aspect and focus of life was Benodom Lechavero, was Avas Yisrael, was opening his home and his heart and his kitchen and feeding people and having unbelievable hospitality. Until today, people continue. So it's a very, very Haleyid place. First of all, the way to prepare to go into a tzaddik is you should do tshuva. If you can, you should go to the mikveh before you go to the tzaddik's resting place. You should say there a chapter of Tehillim and light a candle for the soul of the tzaddik. When you're going by Reb of Christi, of course, the best thing to pray is for what Reb focus was, which was about Avas Yisrael and Benodom Lechaveru. That would be the best thing to focus on. The way to approach a tzaddik, the best way to approach a tzaddik halachically, there's an isu called Doresh Aramesin. Which means when we as Yidden we come to pray, we pray to Hashem, to Hashem to bestow upon us all the great abundance from heaven. But we ask the tzaddik to take our prayers and to elevate them to Hashem. So the way to pray to the tzaddik is not to ask the tzaddik for something, but it's to say to the tzaddik, tzaddik, I believe you're alive here at your resting place. Please hear my prayers. Please take my prayers up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm praying. You also pray with me. So we are both together praying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bestow upon me what I'm asking for. So remember, you don't ask the tzaddik for things. You ask the tzaddik to pray with you and for you. Wow. Amazing. His answers are really appreciated. Thank you, Rav. And uh, the last question before we get to the Svira and Benam Chavar. Uh, honoring our fellow man and woman. What does the Torah say about men serving the army? And this is in reference that Rev Elgrad answered awesomely about the women in the army. And we got a lot of positive feedback about the answer. I mentioned it last week when the Rav wasn't here, the feedback. So what does the Rav say now about men serving in the army? First of all, we have to understand that according to the Jewish outlook, the army is a necessity. It's not an ideal. It's something that you have to have in order to protect army soil and Eretz Yisrael. When one has to go into the army, one would be recruited in order to save Am Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, etc. In the times of David HaMelech, most of the army was a professional army. Many of them were not even Jews. For the simple reason, David HaMelech preferred for the Jewish people to do what is equally important and is written in the Torah. You sit and learn Torah for the success of the war and other people will battle. So the answer is, if you are needed and it is a necessity for you to go into the army, you have to go into the army. 
who decrees about that? We have Chachmi Yisrael, the great Torah sages. The Torah sages, you go to a Torah sage, you go to a great Torah scholar, you ask him, Rabbi, I am needed in the army. Should I be recruited? Should I go into the army? Yes or no? So on the whole, our general outlook is the army is a necessity. It's not something that we ideally want to go into because we're not men of war. Yiddishkeit is about peace. Judaism is about peace. He who makes peace in the heaven will make peace amongst us. When it is a necessity, that is something that we have to do, but we will consult our rabbis and our Torah sages and get the correct answer for them. Is it something that is suitable for me or not? Well, thank you, Rav. So we've really got through the questions amazingly, and we're saving the best for last. But let's go to our guests. We'd like to hear a little bit more about DJ Hudakris, a.k.a. Yehuda Castell, about his journey, thank God, to the Holy Land, and even before that, and how he got teamed up with people like Nisim and Rav Fisher. I think you work there now, is that right? Kologa, yeah. Kologa. Oh, Kologa. Wow. That's the best. Whatever the label is. Special opportunity to Machazik, all the Jews in the the yeshiva and the world with your music. So let's hear a bit about your journey, please. Okay, so I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, like I mentioned earlier. I just want to say, because you mentioned Rip I wanted to share a story about Oh, please do. About the, especially because the question was, how do you prepare to go to Rav Yeah. So I was there, I was there to be there right after Sukkot. Wow. And um, we got there, it was Rosh actually. And we got there, whatever, where there was many years, there was challenges, and uh, we, uh, we, couldn't, uh, we couldn't spend as much time as we wanted to by Rav itself. And we were very hungry also, so we went to the guest house, where there's just an abundance of food. Uh, and also free food to take. To you take, take yeah, whatever yeah, exactly. you want. Yeah. <laughs> With all those snacks that come Everything. from Israel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The blue, the red, the green. <laughs> shefa. Mamish. There's mamish. So much shefa there. And so my friend asked the, the, the caretaker of the guest house. I forgot his name. But he, he asked him, like, like, we want to really dive in. Like, you know, we asked for a little bit of chazik. And he said a story um, from when Rav Shaila was nifter by the Leviah. So one of the last things uh, Rib Shaila said was he called over, I think, uh, like a, a, a widow um, and told her to like prepare the kitchen. He said, there's going to be a lot of people coming in for, for my levaya, for my funeral, so please uh, prepare, the, prepare for the masses. And so he, so he did. So he was saying, like, this is, this is what Rib Shaila wanted. He didn't, like, he knew people were going to be coming and he knew they are going to be hungry, so you know, don't be sad on my, um, by my funeral, like, rejoice and get yourself satiated, whatever you need to do, and, and that's what he said, he's like, Rip Shai would rather you come and eat in his guest house than, than to go diving by his cave, to him, that's like, that's the, that's what's, that's what's holy, that's what's, uh, that's what you can do in his chus, is to say a bracha over food, and, and to have in mind, uh, the tzaddik. You know, one has to mention, one of the most phenomenal things about Rip Shaila, he didn't come from a rabbinical dynasty, Shaila was was born to a simple Yiddish Hasidish family, but he was such a Heilige Yid that his rabbis decided that he has got to be a rabbi himself. Wow. So there's hope. What? There's hope for all of us. Who knows? Maybe there's going to be the Midnight Hasidus. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because there was a a private meeting once. I'm not going to get into it all now on this this channel, but I was sitting with Rav Simai Zilberberg with my father. And he said to my father, he said, you never know, your son might be doing this one day, you know, sitting and giving out. And uh, my, father, wow. my father was so funny. That's why I've got to bring him here. Just the, the jokes he made to such a sadik and like he, uh, the, the, the rub was touching his arm and he had like a nice, like tennis, tennis kind of cricket sweater. 
So he said, the Rav likes this? You want one? I'll get you one. <laughs> I he can see, to see my wing one of those. Yeah. <laughs> he said, since you know, you know, uh, this, uh, you know, the Israeli tennis players are doing really well these days. So Simaya's like, uh, what about, you know, you must know, I just did a Bruce Springsteen concert. Sounds like a Jewish name, no? <laughs> you must have heard of him. And then he was like, going through all these like Jewish names. And the Rav was like, looked at him and said, I don't know, you know, all these people you're saying, but look at all these Svarim. Do you know them? You see all these books around me? And it was like thousands of books. He'd been to the rest of my office. I've seen them. I haven't been to So in, in his office is thousands of books, you know, and he was... My father was like, oh, see, so he's got a sense of humor also. <laughs> I said, Eddie, what happened to your sense of humor? And they're both like nudging me, you know, like, oh, I don't know, I'm trying to like... And you decided the best thing to do is play the UN. Silence. Be a man of peace. I know, no, I'm, I'm with both sides, I'm not yeah. taking... I wish they were man of peace. I was like, <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, all right, um, so let's so, hear from Rav Castell now. So, yeah, so I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a uh, family of eight kids, can I know her? Eight later on. I was already pretty grown up when my youngest sister was born, but... Uh, oh. So it was really seven. I grew up with seven. I was at home with seven. And high school in Denver and Muncie. Um, and then I came back to Israel four years ago to learn about Rabbi Fisher's yeshiva. And uh, that's Ashkacha process in itself, how I ended up there. Like, I totally was not applying to that yeshiva. <laughs> Never, I don't think I ever, until this day, I don't think I ever applied. Had well, an interview, but it was like 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. One of those. And meant it was to just, be. Uh, it was just meant to be mamish. Um, my DJ career started in high school. Uh, like I said, I was a bored bacher who liked uh, electronic music. And I picked it up and, you know, I was able to get away with uh, ditching Night Seder because I had a niece that lived, I had a brother who lives in uh, Muncie. So I was always able to say, I'm going to babysit, but really I was going to do gigs. <laughs> and, uh, and Baruch Hashem, I got involved with High Lifeline, which really built up my career, um, gave me a voice, I guess, to, to the broader Jewish world. Um, that's where I've been spending my summers up in, I guess this year will probably be different just because I'm married. Well. But, uh, and yeah, that's a camp for kids with cancer and chronic illnesses. Um, so I was, uh, I was able to go there and uh, do my thing and, you know, really build up myself as a, as a DJ, my DJ persona. And... Uh, and I, um, yeah, I was like, you know, this, this is what I could do with this. Let's see if I could, uh, you know, continue to help people and make people happy. And um, so I continued doing it once I came back to Israel my first year. Um, I never, till this day, I never put in any money into, uh, maybe I think, oh, yeah, this year was the first year I put in, uh, put in 200 shekel into, wow. <laughs> into getting my name out there, into advertising. And... Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bracha that uh, I was able to get uh, out there without having to really uh, make that much noise. And um, So who have you featured with? Everyone likes some names, you know? Have I featured with? Um, Nisim is really the only person I've really featured with. Nisim so, Black. Yeah, yeah, Nisim Black is the... How did he discover you, uh, coming to the yeshiva? So, yeah, so it went back by Corona. So one of the brachas of Corona was that we uh, we, we wanted, we felt in the yeshiva we need to be mechaz with the guys. Um, and I was put in charge of, uh, one of the people in charge of making the events over Chol Night and stuff, because it was lockdown in 2020 circus, I guess. Yeah, yeah 2020 circus. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, it was lockdown in Israel. So we, um, so we do an events every night at Chol And Raf Fisher has a shaykhus with Nisim 
from years back. I don't know how far back that goes, but they have Rechechus. Yeah, he told me so, when I saw um, him. Yeah. He had been in Yeshiva. Yosef Brown was a was a Havrich in the Yeshiva as well uh, a few years back. Uh, so there was already that connection there. Um, and we went to book him, so I went and booked him. And uh, Bypass me. <laughs> I, was, I, 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 wasn't, I don't remember. I figured, I, I he went I straight, went straight to, to the Aaron. man himself. Yeah, I think I went straight to Because yeah. I went... First, I went to Rafi Sharif. He's like, "Oh, here's the agent's number, so yeah. his manager's number, or whatever he said." Uh, so I went, spoke with Aaron, and we got Nissan to come, and and we was booked. And I told Aaron, "Listen, like I'm a DJ, like I could do his tracks. If he needs someone to do his tracks, I could play his tracks for him." Um, and he was like, "Okay, sure. There's not going to be any money for you, but you could do it." I'm like, nah, "I don't need any money. Like, <laughs> like I'll do it for yeah. the for the fun of it." And so we did that show. We did an hour show of Fishers. And there was a uh, tremendous chemistry up there so, together. And right then he's like, okay, Uman next year, me and you. <laughs> you know, he yeah. was like, he was very into it from the beginning, and I was too. And I was saying, we, we headed off Baruch Hashem. And uh, so, yeah, so that continued uh, slightly, and, you know, that relationship continued. There wasn't much going on until this past circus. We did a show in Yerushalayim, which was through you, Ellie. And for, well, who was that for? It was for the Friendship uh, Circle. Friendship Circle, right. Um, and Albaz was there. And Albaz, right, and uh, few other people. And it went viral. And the, yeah, well, I guess so. that did one it, went. It did. Well, it did go online, and it did do a good video, and it did get around. Thanks. It was a very nice setup. That yeah, very nice. It was very setup. professionally it was very, done. Looked very weird. But one went viral was your wedding. That was yes, the one. <laughs> yes. But that, that's like that's yeah, uh, already. That's already later on. It was later on. So that, that was the month ago. And then, um, and then I was going to be in America for Hanukkah this year. And I knew Nisan was going on tour. I'm like, okay, I already have this shaykhus with Nisan. Like, let me get in there. Let me, uh, you know, slide in there as his tour DJ. So I hit up Aaron again. I hit up his manager. And I said, uh, I'm going to be in America anyways. Let's, like, work on some of the dates. Because I know Nisan likes me as a DJ. And I'm going to, so, you know, let's try to work this out. And uh, Baruch Hashanah worked out. I was able to do, like, three out of six of the East Coast part of the tour. Um... And that was great. We spent a lot of time in the car together. Had a lot of laughs. Had a, you know, he didn't really sleep in the car. He couldn't really fall asleep. But I, you know, a lot of bonding time in the car with David as well, the last week's guest. And um, yeah, Baruch Hashem, we just had an amazing tour. A lot. We were able to bring a lot of joy to people that are not so affiliated. I think that was the goal of those shows was to, you know, broaden his uh, his audience a little bit. And when we heard the good news, he just uh, did a deal with HBO. Yeah, Nissan just, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, they're doing a documentary, comedy, a combination like Motherland Bounce about his lifestyle. We have to hear from Nissan himself to bring him in at some point. But uh, (laughs) yeah, but um, it's a big news. And uh, he he asked the Rav first. When you remember when he he was here with the Rav, he got the blessing from Rav Shalom Arash for it. And people are nervous, you know, because it's mainstream already. It's very mainstream, Hollywood's. Mm level stuff, but uh, let's hope he'll be a kid of Shashem. Shashem, yeah. Shine shine a lot of joy and light to the world and truth. It won't get distorted in any way. So he actually got the green light, I think, on the tour. I remember, and called, like, okay, that's it. It looks like this deal is uh, is happening. So Baruch Hashem, yeah, it's very very exciting for him. Um, So, yeah, so so that was the tour. Baruch Hashem was successful. And... um, so yeah, I don't know how it came about, but people just started filming me. I always like I, I my goal was to always bring energy um, 
to DJing. I, you know, I got uh, my uh, uh, personality of, to entertain. I got it from my grandfather. I love Sean. This is Red Side's actually coming out. First oh. Red Side. Um, he was an entertainer. He was the funniest person I knew. He used to do stand-up comedy in the show, oh. like on Perm oh. and stuff. And he was just a very silly but normal person. And he was a tremendous kid. He had a tremendous impact on my life. He was very present in my life. Uh, so, so I definitely got a lot of his personality to entertain people. I always felt the need to entertain uh, from a young kid. Um, so as, when I became a DJ, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to stand there and, and DJ. Like, I want to dance and bring the energy and, like, you know, bring a good positive vibe. And I guess people connected to that. And uh, people started whipping out their phones. <laughs> and it just, you know, one video, I, I, the first video that went viral was from a, was in the summer, I believe. It was a wedding I did right before the summer, I think. Or maybe it was right after the summer, I don't remember when it was. Um, and it was Israeli, it was an Israeli wedding, so they're wow. totally not... You know, they don't know. They, yeah. yeah, they don't expect like Chazisha guy. Like Chazisha guy. We don't expect him to do anything crazy. And there was this one song that I fell in love with. I was like, I'm playing this by every event, this and that. And I just was feeling the vibe on that song when I played it, and I just I went crazy. I, I couldn't hold back. And and since it was such a chiddush to these Israelis that I'm up yeah, there, anyway, they were talking about to, it still. To, to They're still with. going around these videos. I've seen them still. So they filmed it, and, and it got sent around to various places. Um, and this is actually not the first viral video. The first viral video was from After Sukkis. Um, that was that was very funny. I should have sent you that video. I think I did, actually, maybe. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I could send it to you after. It's a video of me. It's just, since I'm in High Life Line, we like to dress up. We do whatever we can to make the kids happy. And uh, so I put on, like, this one-piece... Uh, pineapple costume it's like oh, a swim i don't know if it's a swimsuit i don't know what it is it just looks hilarious especially on me because i have a beard and pants yeah. so i wore that and the videographer the photographer at that specific event it was for one of the marathons the Chayinu marathon and uh it got sent around to every israeli whatsapp chat as i was told oh. it was like on news sites it was crazy and it's just it's me like in the zone like in this costume oh. and just it's hilarious to people who i guess don't know me and uh so that was the first video. So then people already were talking about me. People have been it obviously, talking about It obviously me. wasn't that bad because you still managed to get married. Yes. Yeah. After yeah. the pineapple that video. Was always, that people always say, like, dude, you have to, like, watch yourself. Shidduchim, because yeah. I'm like, like, anyone who's going to be you married the right I don't want to marry. He married into Rabbi Gerzi. <laughs> we, we'll bring him one time. Rabbi Gerzi doesn't have that yeah, issue in his family. Have, exactly. Not it's that he married, he married his daughter. So yeah. we know that both the mother and the father have only a good eye. I mean, I, I have a message from them about this year. They were so excited that you're coming, and it's right. only good things to say. I just want to jump in there about the High Lifeline, the Shkacha Prat's Divine Providence that happened this week. There's another person we hope to bring at some point called Shol Blinkoff. I don't know if you've heard of Sol Blinkoff. Sol, Sol Blinkoff works for Netflix. I mean, he's a, uh, originally an animator for Disney, but he's been doing Netflix, Dream... What's it called? Oh, I know him from your status. You yeah, Dream. What's his Dream? Uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks and Pixar and all these different oh. big, big companies. He's director, producer, animator, and the amazing thing is that he came across us and through basically Nissan bringing me to LA 2017. Oh, wow. And what happened? Unfortunately, what 
awakened the connection. I was already connected a little bit with the You're wife. You're talking about in the medieval times before Corona. <laughs> before BC. <laughs> yes. So I was in I was in LA and I was managing Nisim at that time. And we went and did a show at High Lifeline for, for them. And the, the person volunteering and running it, that specific event was the, hus- the wife of, the, of uh, Shaw Blinkoff, Marianne Blinkoff. And we stayed in touch somehow through, maybe through Nissim, I think through the tour, she wants some information because her husband's now speaking and that's how I connect now. He wants to do more and more speaking jobs and get more out there. So anyway, so, he, I mean, he's already out there, but even more out there. So uh, his wife mentioned that unfortunately a boy, a young boy, one of the boys from the program who was dancing with Nissim in 2017, still in Hashem Melech, passed away in a tragedy and, and had about a year ago, uh, must have been a week or two, a year ago, his first yacht site. And uh, they were, were asking around for any videos from that time when he sang with Nissim, because that was Nissim was his hero. So I had them all. I'd uploaded them all to YouTube, but I never posted them. They're all just sitting there in my YouTube folder. So I, I went there and I saw they were all there and I made them public with their permission and sent them to the family and they were so happy and dedicated them to the family. And we'll also make a dedication now for the for this beautiful Nishama. He's, uh, he was, it was a very special event. I remember it, it touching something special that moment. I'm just going to look for the name as well. Um, for the family, the Arnold family, for their son, they asked us to make a dedication to, let me get the name. Noah, just making sure I get the name right. This is dedicated to Noah, uh, Noah Din Ben Shevach, for the comfort of the Arnold family there just after their first yacht site. And it's amazing how the inspiration 2017 came out in 2021 when, she, when the boy passed away and gave some nachas that they could revisit the boy, like, you know, they had a moment that they would have not had if it wasn't for those kind of events. So you never know, like when you bring people on stage or you're inclusive and involve people and it could touch on them in a profound way that it could be like eternal. Yeah. And uh, I think that leads perfectly. We'll, we'll come back to you before we finish the class to the Rav Dine Can I, can I, can I yeah. ask? Yeah, please. A good question. I'd, I'd like to ask. It's also connected to Sfiya Saome and the whole issue of Benodah and Chavel. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to ask you because I, I always, let's put it this way, if I wasn't a rabbi, I would like to deal with music. I think music is unbelievable. It's very powerful. But the question is, I'm not, obviously I'm not that musical. My parents did try to send me to piano classes when <laughs> I was younger. I think the piano teacher was delighted that I got up and left. <laughs> and my father is unbelievable. My father plays seven musical instruments. He's an unbelievable autodidact with music. Taught them all himself. Well, what do you feel, what is the power of music to connect people? Because you see when a person plays music, touches people, People disregard all the differences between them. It makes no difference how they look, where they come from, what their background is. You see them all dancing together, hugging together. There's love connecting to them. Why does music do that? Why does music connect people? Good question. It's a very good question. That's a good question. Yeah, we've got to ask It's a very good question. And not an easy one. Especially for this. Yes. Um, It's... There's, I'm sure there's many answers. The one just ringing in my head right now is I think by the base of Mikdash is like part of the Chorban was that the Levim stopped doing their Aveda. And that's music. That was, and that music. was connecting The main everyone. aspect of the Levim was music. Right? It was music and that's what connected everyone. Everyone felt connected to that. So then once that was lacking, of course there's going to be problems with Ben Adam because there's not that connection to music. Whatever music 
brings upon the world, music is is the deepest of the deep. I still don't fully understand what music does, and I, I still I remember someone asking me uh, if people if you could get emotionally attached to electronic music, like specifically DJ music. And I told them I do. I don't know why, but I do. It talks to me. The whole new generation that. totally into it. Yeah. I mean, I, look at the kids. What are they on? They're listening to They're trance listening. and What's, dance. And let me ask you a question: A person can be connected to classical music. Yeah. Why could he not connect to electronic music? Yeah. Music is music. The instruments currently are irrelevant. Yeah, yeah but classical music like brings chokhmah. I don't know if this music brings other things. <laughs> Depending on who's singing. I, I, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something that I, yeah. I see when I see people. Yeah. When I see people dancing, I can see that music is is in what I see. The way I see it, it is a language that penetrates the barriers and goes directly into your soul. If you connect it, that's it. It just penetrates all the barriers and it goes into the deep core of your soul and everything else is forgotten. And in the deep core of our soul, we're all exactly the same thing. We're all We're all part of the divine infinity of Hashem. So, and that's the music just does it. Would that be a good... Yeah, definitely, it? and it's also it breaks uh, it breaks barriers because you'll see uh, these musicians on stage, and you'll see that they're not okay. They don't look like me. They're like a different sect of uh, of Judaism. They're either not affiliated, they're either Litvish or Chabad, Breslau, whatever they are, and but they're giving over something that I can, can connect to, and and there's just it's like it's like it's it's a language. Music is a language, and it's, yeah, everyone can speak that language because it's. It's like, a unifier. Yeah, it's yeah. a yeah, it's a unifier. One of the things when I was on a conference for the Web three for NFTs, like where the technology's heading, you know, because it is going to a new stage with virtuality, AR, VR, AI. It's it, things are developing beyond even what we're doing here. You know, we should know that that there's steps and steps ahead of us. What's going on out there? And even charities now are using NFTs to develop campaigns. And there's a lot of interesting things going on. Musicians are using NFT campaigns to. Yeah. For their fan base it's it's a new level of uh, what we have to be aware of over here but um just to come back to what we're saying so one of the people on the conference said that music is a medicine that's what they said music is a medicine for the soul it heals people it relates to people it comforts people it's amazing the power of it this let's is, let's say it in a more yeah. english way music is a remedy for the soul yeah. <laughs> remedy. <laughs> remedy unbelievable it is yeah. You want to know something? That, in my opinion, is one of the reasons why in times of mourning we're not supposed to listen to music. Because music is such a powerful tool that can make us happy that when we listen to music we forget what we're supposed to think about. Yeah. We forget the period we're in. I'm looking at you also, Rebuda. I'll tell you what it reminds me. It reminds me the first time one of my favorite guitar players, who I personally am very close to and I love very much, is Rabbi Nachum Herman. Yeah, unbelievable. Been in our studio. Now, sitting in the chair. Yes. Now I, I remember he the played, first time I, I saw I saw yeah. Rabbi Nachum playing the guitar. Now you know this Hasidic yid gets on with an electronic guitar, and I'm thinking to myself, he was my wedding guy. What yeah. is he doing Shit. with an electronic guitar? And suddenly starts playing, and I'm going, whoa! Yeah, that's like you know, that's the last thing you'd expect, and it's yeah. unbelievable that these contradictions, the connection that they make. Right. I think that's also one of your powerful right. I was gonna points as a DJ. That, that now that I now that we're having this conversation, I can see like, oh, okay, and that kind of makes sense that people connect to me because um, something that's not normal, um, whatever normal means, but uh, it's something that like 
it works. Like, who says that they can't do this? He's he's going and doing something that he's passionate about, he's compassionate about. I'm not saying specifically, I'm saying anyone who's a musician who looks a certain way and or dresses a certain way, it's um, it's how they can connect to other people. It's how they can connect to themselves. One of, one of my rabbis once told me that the goal of Yiddishkeit is for differences to bring to unity. And I think with you, it's that the contradiction unites things together. I mean, it unifies things in a way that people wouldn't imagine. Hey, imagine what would happen if I become a DJ. DJ Dian, you'll be the first. First Dian. You have to wear the frock and the hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be uh, great. I, I think everyone has to maintain uh, somewhat their... <laughs> stay in no, the no, lane, as Vitaly no, always says. No, know? no, I, I'm sorry. No. I, I disagree with you. I think that everyone has their lane that their heart draws them towards it's it. True. And lanes tend to change. It's true. And it's not You're a bad right. thing, it's a good thing. You're right. Okay, good. So maybe I'll open a competition with you. So, Rav, <laughs> as, before we get to DJ, uh, DJ Battle, is that what they call it? DJ Battle? It's like yeah, a rap battle. I guess so, yeah. Before we get a DJ battle between the two, <laughs> no, 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 I'm here, not in the field yet. And I'll vote that you know yeah. for sure DJ Ludacris wins, um, and ruin the 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 nice screen up there as well because my hands are moving around. But anyway, uh, we'd like to hear about Ben Amlachavera. First of all, I think that we'll keep the main part of Ben Amlachavera for yeah. the next class because okay. we're already, I think, passing on time. Sure. I'd like I'd like to speak about one point, Please. which is. Which is, I think, the main point of this time. We just now came out of Pasha's Kadoshim. Pasha's Kadoshim is a Pasha filled with different commandments of Ben Adam Lechaveru, how we're supposed to treat our fellow men, loving everyone, paying a person who works for me on time, not lying, not cheating on monetary issues, not holding a grudge back. All these different codes that tell us how we're supposed to behave. And Sefirah Saom is all, is, all, is all about this, because the Gemara says in Tractate Yuvamas, on page 62 on the second side, that the reason we're mourning today is because the students of Rabbi Akiva passed away in these times because they didn't respect each other. The Gemara doesn't say that they disrespected each other. The Gemara doesn't say that they were treating each other in a despicable way. The Gemara says they didn't respect each other. Which means even that is such a severe thing. And these times come to teach us that we're supposed to respect everyone. Rabbi Natan of Breslev, he used to say that he can understand the whole Torah, but he can't understand the heart of one Yid. The heart, the soul of a person is something so deep and intense. You never know who's sitting next to you. You never know who, how, how Hashem is so happy with him and where he's holding. And it just teaches us how we've got to take a look at this world in a very, very different way than we do today because we're very judgmental. So you look at a person and you'd see, like, for example, someone like, like DJ Yuda, yeah? Hudakrist. You look at him and you'd think, well, what has he got to do with electronic music? And you suddenly see him and you can realize the beauty of all these differences bringing into uni- unifying them together. And this is a great lesson for us. Look at the soul. And at the soul, everything is pure. Everything is holy. Everything is unique. And that's how we need to regard each other. Wow. Beautiful way to end the class. United souls, unity. We are here, thank God, our 69th class. Um, we would like to just end off with one more word from our guest, DJ Hudakris, aka Yehuda Castell. We'd like to ask you what's your dream and hope for yourself, for your family, please God, and your special unique mission, and how we can help you over here, or whoever, whatever your long-term plan is, what you hope to achieve, and uh, we can give you that blessing that should be Makayim. And uh, we just thank again that we'll have Rav Dainer continue this conversation with Ben Amlachavera. We see how much needed it is. 
And uh, yeah, we thank everyone who joins us weekly. Share this at Muna Global. Whoever wants to check out some of the music of Huda, DJ Huda Chris, you can Google it, DJ Huda Chris, H-U-D-A-C-R-I-S. And you can also check him out on on Instagram, DJ um, underscore. No, no underscore, just. Chris. DJ Huda Chris. That's an easy way to find him. His Instagram or YouTube, you can, has a few videos up. We'll put hopefully one or two at the end of this class. And uh, yeah, let's hear final words and we'll assign the class. So thank you again for having me. This was a big class. I'm honored to be here. Um, one, one of the quotes, my yeshiva were very into quotes. Rav Fisher was very into quotes. And one of his biggest quotes is, is be the change you want to see in the world. And I, I really like that quote. I really connected that quote. And uh, my dream and my mission, I guess would say, I would say, is is to deepen the relationship with myself, so I could be the change I want to see in the world. I want if I want if I see, you know, um, someone doing something that I don't like, um, so I have to ask myself what what would I do in that situation, and then I have to change what I would really do in that situation to make it positive, and then I'll be able to see. Because if I'm doing it positive, then that guy's going to do it positive. And um, that's really what I, would, what I would like to give over to other people is, um, is to connect with yourself, understand yourself. Um, like uh, Stephen Covey says, uh, seek to understand and to be understood. Yeah, it's the hardest habit, the fifth the habit. Is it the fifth? Is it yeah. the seventh habit, no? It's fifth. Oh, seven for sharpening the sword. Right, right. yeah, right, right. You know how I know? Because it's connected the spheres. Connected right. the spheres to Omer. Like yeah. it's the fifth sphere is Hod. Achna, so this genius non-Jewish guy, Stephen Covey, wrote these universal principles and habits. The fifth one is, is, is it's all about achna, hod, to really listen. It's a midas ahod. And yeah, and that's and and that's what um, that's what Ben Adam is all about. Also, yes, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. And I'm very into self-love, very into self-care. And uh, you have to, yeah, people will have to take care of yourself, learn what you like, learn what you don't like and deal with your traumas, deal with your anxiety, deal with your depression. Because um, at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. And uh, if you're not helping yourself, then you're not really helping anyone. Um, and it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's very hard to, to navigate that because cause a, a very common escape that I see in people is, is let me go help that person. And then you get to know that they're really just going to help those people because they're escaping themselves, they can't deal with themselves. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's a challenge, and uh, that's what I would like to give over to people. That's what I like to uh, represent is, is is you. Be the be you. Be you. Do you. Be the true you. Be the true you. Amen. And we'll end off with a song. Hopefully, in a moment, you'll see. Stick around to hear whoever those who who want. And thank again, Rav Dine Algod. He's got a big, big mivchanim, big test for the kollel. I mean, no, it was Mrs. Nevish, Mrs. Nevish for the team to come early. For me, I'm downstairs anyway, so I just walked up the stairs and I was late. So, uh, you know, it just shows yes, you. You are English. Yes, I'm English. Well, I was like two minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was actually, whatever. I have my reasons. Well, Hashem. Next, we'll be hopefully Tuesday, new time for my class, weekly class. We'll be doing our 70th class, hopefully with my father, of Mayor David Cohen. I get to say it here, Goldsmith, Martin Goldsmith will be here, hopefully in the studio. Pray that everyone gets to the Holy Land safely. Amen. Kibbutz Goliath, you know. 
<laughs> my father last time got sent home that was a year ago wow. it's been two and a half years thanks to this whole time wow. period i haven't seen the grandchildren except for one daughter who came to london but you know Baruch Hashem, you know so we should make everyone have the kayak to have connection and be to join us weekly and to join their family and friends in person everything should be good and we hope hope and pray continually for our orish to join us again in the studio will he be wearing his new moroccan clothing well we'll have to wait and see yeah amen <laughs> he can Looking wear whatever forward. he wants just be here just come to the class okay and then we've got lots of other guests maybe we'll he'll talk wear about another time costume. Pineapple? I doubt it. Pineapple I know Rav Orish is very open to dressing up from Purim and other things, but I think it will be that. It's, what is it? Uh, what kind of hat is it? And the, what? It's, it's, called, it's got it's like a cool galabia. It's, uh, it's a Moroccan clothing and a Moroccan galabia. hat. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. You look beautiful. Thank God to everyone getting back to their roots, including the Rav. So we're praying for this opportunity and thank you again for joining us, Semtic Class. Good job, studio. Let's end the class. We've all thrown in a song. And thank you again for coming. Course, be blessed. You for Everything you're Amen. asking for should be Makaim Shlemus. Amen. Thank you. Okay, brilliant guys. Everyone say goodbye. Where's the song? It's good. We're gonna have to ask send this name and send it to Len and ask them to put it up. Yeah, they did it last time, hang on. We added it on. We added higher. Ah. We were talking about this is not this is the, the shade here is not live, right? Yeah. It's going to be edited, then it's going to be sent out. Very good. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, because the last week's year we had Nissan Black song because David Emmanuel doesn't have any songs, but because we were talking a lot about Nissan that where, kind of journey, where is Rabbi Fisher's issue? Rabbi Fish or Fisher? Fisher, Fisher, Fisher. Fisher. This was the guy last week. Ah, Moshe Matisiao. That's not that far away from here. Not so far, no. So yeah, What? Right next to Kiryat Sefer. See, right at the end, it came on the song. Yeah, I'm just like.